0: Alberta. First you trade the Cadillac for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band.
1: Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God.
0: on this show. Keep it clean in week 14. We're In, in some leagues, you're coming to playoff time. In others, it's a, hopefully your last week of regular season. Regardless, we are fired up to give you the knowledge that you need for these weekly matchups for week 14 to be able to win it out, whether you're in the playoffs or trying to get in there. As usual, to the left of me, I got Houdini here. And uh, across the way, I got Stag Party. What's up, fellas? How's it goes?
1: Oh, it's going great. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm, I'm sporting my Chicago White Sox apparel right now. And that is because the White Sox are finally doing something right. They traded away Chris Sale. Uh, we got uh, Juan Mancado and uh, this other guy. Uh, uh, Michael Kopetsky. uh Kopek? Kopek, maybe you're right. I think it's Kopek. Guy that threw 105 miles an hour and two other guys. So, he could throw a ball faster than fuck. <laughs> nice. So like, I'm excited. It's, it's time for the rebuild. We saw what happened on the north side. The south side needed to wake up. Uh, now you got a lot of other pieces to sell. So hopefully it'll be a, an interesting offseason of rebuilding and growth on the south side of Chicago. So
0: nice. Well, yeah, they wouldn't trade him to the Cubs, right? No, nope. the, the Cubs were trying to get him, weren't they? Yeah. Well,
1: no, they, they just they just said that was stupid. You know, Any team that would that would cut off your own leverage to say that I'm not going to sell to the other team in town, then if you ever get back into a corner and you want to get more out of Boston, say, well, we're going to trade him to the Yankees, but if you said that you were never going to trade to the Yankees, then what does it matter? So taking the Cubs out of the equation was
0: stupid. Huh, dumb. Well, good luck for your socks. The Cubbies are awesome world champions. I actually have a meeting with the Cubs next Wednesday, which I'm fired up about. I'm trying to get some work from those guys. Hook it up. Let's do this. Anyway, let's, when, we, when it comes to football, uh, Pyromaniac ready to deliver it to you. And as usual, we go off of NFL.com. Uh, go to regular sketch, Week 14, regular season. And we'll go down from that list starting with Thursday night. What do you got, Stag Party? This is the
2: first week. Uh, of playoffs for a lot of leagues And also the first week that there will be no more Buys for the rest of the season That is now beyond you You can release those second Kickers and second defenses Which you decided to do anyways Even though we told you not to Just let them go, go with one Pick up a bunch of different guys you know, With some upside, grab the Alfred Morris In you know, the league, grab The De- D'Angelo Williams Guys who, if something were to happen Could be league winners for you potentially Absolutely. Absolutely. Foreshadow, foreshadow ahead of time. Uh, hopefully
1: also you're, you're smart enough that your leagues if the teams that are not in the playoffs are locked out uh, of making moves. And if they aren't, then you should because uh, there's no reason that teams that aren't alive anymore should have the power to make a move. Yeah, right. Unless you do that stupid garbage bowl bowl crap. No, you're it's in like the garbage a- bowl. You don't get to make pickups. You <laughs> play with the garbage that you
0: brought <coughs> in the bowl. <laughs> nice. Um, cool. Let's talk. We actually have a what should be a great NFL game? We'll try and breeze through it because we're not sure what it's going to be for fantasy football. But uh, Thursday, December eighth, got the Raiders are going to be at Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Start with the Raiders' side of the ball. Everyone's favorite quarterback on the cover of ESPN the magazine. Everyone's saying he's going to be MVP or isn't the leader right now. They seem to be winning these these close games and. Coming back and doing all the right stuff. So it's, it's a pretty exciting story, hopefully, for the continuing on Oakland Raiders and not the Las Vegas Raiders. But uh, what do you guys see this week in this matchup um, for Carr and, uh, and, and, the, and the boys?
1: Well, you know, if you look at it on paper, the way that what the defense yields for Kansas City, it's going to tell you that Carr should have a pretty decent game, as should the receivers in, in this matchup. When you look at the Chiefs as a defense, one of the things they've given up 21 passing touchdowns. But the other thing that you have to be concerned about, if you're a car owner, is the fact that that defense is ridiculous at picking the ball off too. I mean, well, you got 14 interceptions. You got to beware of Eric Berry. You got to beware of Houston coming after you. So there's a lot of different factors that it's and it's a division matchup. So you know that for for me and my likings,
2: I'm usually not a big fan of the division matchups. Yeah, along with division matchups, the second time around in a division matchup is usually worse for the offenses. You know, defenses have seen more of their plays. They're able to pick up on some of the calls, uh, on some of the audibles, some of the sort of snap count and protection type things. So that makes it a little bit tougher on the quarterback in these matchups, and offenses are usually, you know, 10 to 15% suppressed. Plus, you got to think about it. Derek Carr's had two fantasy games with lower than double-digit fantasy points this season. One of those has come against Denver. The other one against the Chiefs. So, uh, but that was also that rain game in Oakland. So when you, when you look at that game, look at it back with a grain of salt. They weren't able to get much going in the passing game because of heavy rains and heavy wind and sort of all those things that go into it. But, yeah, I'm liking both the receivers this week. You know, Carr's a back-end B one like he usually is. And then you're looking at Latavius Murray, who's been one of the hottest running backs in the league right now, coming off a two-touchdown game, and who should be able to get some things done against Kansas City, because as Houdini likes to note, it's Thursday night versus Kansas City? It's going back to the good
0: old days from three years ago when he had his explosion but game. But that wasn't even me that, that, that called it out, that was me
1: that's maybe trying to be relive that, uh, that dream. I've given up on Latavius. I've <laughs> traded him already this year. Uh, do I think that that's going to happen again in this game? No. Uh, do I think that he might be able to get some decent yardage? Yes. Do I think that where he's been delivering for you, he's going to deliver for you this week? No. Mr. 11 Touchdowns is going to have a hard time running for a touchdown against Kansas City. Six rushing touchdowns allowed on the season. Huh. So they, they, they give you 120 yards on the ground a
2: game, but they're they're limiting you in the red zone. Yeah, but Latavius Murray's been on such a hot streak. Over the last five weeks, uh, he's played in four games, has six rushing touchdowns over that span. Uh, He's the running back four over that span, and he's an impossible sit. Last time they played Kansas City, he wasn't even available, Uh, so I I think you got to fire up Latavius Murray. He played 77% of the snaps last week, uh, and that was his season high. So everything you're looking at in terms of production from running back, you just gotta roll out Latavius Murray as an RB two, and he's gonna have some upside this week.
0: Well, finally, the Derek Carr and the amazing wide receivers are opening stuff up for him. Obviously, teams have to be worried about the way that Carr is flinging the stuff, the ball around. Him. So um, Houdini's given us the uh, given that the, the speed it up. So we will speed it up. Um, the first time I talked, the whole game. <laughs> Uh, let's go over to the other side. Say, of the ball. What, what do you got to say? I'm done. You speak. You, sped you me up.
1: You want you want you want to talk about Clive Clyde
0: well, You start- mean Michael
2: Rivera. Even Rivera's getting.
0: I mean, it's obviously he's getting not many yards, but he's. They've got a lot of weapons, and I love the way cars spread around. And I think that's helping it out for Murray. Amari Cooper is he going to do anything against Peters or against Barry?
2: Well, Michael Crabtree should see more of. Uh, Marcus Peters, then Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper plays a little bit more on the left. That gives Amari Cooper the better cornerback matchup uh, against Philip Gaines. That should be good things for Amari Cooper, but I still think Crabtree gets it done as well. He's the guy in the red zone along with, like, Seth Roberts.
0: I'll say one thing. Crabtree keeps dropping touchdowns. God, he had another one. Like He's just he he's got the best hands in the league last year, and he's one of the best catcher, pass catchers in NFL. But he keeps making, I don't know. There's just he's just got to turn it
2: on. He's, he's got to drop off. one to turn it on.
0: Maybe. He's got to
1: calibrate himself. Carr gave a pissed off look on that one, too, and that guy normally is uh, not, not that demonstrative. And that was
0: the easiest catch he's ever dropped. Let's go over to the other side of the ball and talk about the Chiefs. Um, check down Charlie, uh, Mr. Smith. Uh, let's start with him. Obviously, I think it's uh, is this, the Raiders allow a lot of yards. Uh, could is, is, is Smith <laughs> worth playing? I hate watching that guy play.
2: I mean, the Raiders have actually stiffened up to- towards the middle of the season. They've been getting more from Khalil Mack than pretty much anybody this side of. You know Von Miller. That guy's just been a one-man wrecking crew as of late, and he's just destroying offenses. And what they're giving up to quarterbacks uh, and receivers at, over the last five weeks is just much different than what they were giving up, uh, you know, over the first course of the season. They Look, took Cialis. <laughs> <laughs> they stiffened right up. I don't know what happened. So I wouldn't know anything about that. But uh, continuing, you will know be my age. Uh, So Alex Smith. What, what is Alex Smith? What, QB 20 every week? Just just set it and forget it. And if you're looking for a guy who's going to get you, you know, floor, 14 floor. to 16 points on a given week, Alex Smith is your man. So if you need the absolute safety, if you're scared of maybe playing a Colin Kaepernick after that benching, you know, he's the much safer option.
0: Now, do you uh, – you've been pretty high on uh, where Last week you, you thought he'd have a great game and he came out and produced – Uh, What do you think about him in this situation?
2: In the previous game against the Raiders, he scored 22 fantasy points. Uh, The things he could do, running the ball and catching the ball, the number of snaps he plays, how involved he is towards the red zone. zone. Let's just say I like Ware a little bit.
0: Cool. (laughs) Macklin uh, looks looks like he's practicing. Probably going to make his first start in a while. Is it, he's he's available on waiver wire? Leaks that I'm in. Is he worth picking up and storing, even for a defensive play or down the stretch? Or is it. his season lost?
1: If you're clearing out those extra kickers and, and things like like Snags was saying, yeah, absolutely, grab the guy. Do I want to start him this week on a Thursday night coming back? No. Yeah. But if I'm going to last in the playoffs and if I want to maybe get. See two weeks out of him, and look—I I don't know what his matchups are uh, for like well, week 16, but maybe he becomes a stash for that championship game.
2: Yeah, I, I think he is more of a wide receiver four than a play this week. You just got to see it. I mean, even when he was healthy, he was only seeing four, five, six targets a week. He wasn't seeing those double-digit target games. But the real thing is what it does to all the other receivers. They all sort of get notched down a little bit. Travis Kelsey's averaging four more fantasy points a game with Jeremy Macklin out of the lineup than when he's in it. Uh, Tyreek Hill, his sort of explosion has been all without Macklin. So he's, he's a top 30 receiver on the season now. How does he get affected? Because he gets bumped back to me to more of a flex play wide receiver four than this locked-in wide receiver three. I pretty much think you got to play him every week. So that that's my major change. I'm knocking down everybody else because Macklin's back and sure to get a few targets.
1: You know, it's also one of those things that it, it could work still to all those players' favor this week if Macklin does play, because maybe Macklin becomes more of a decoy, and then if he is a decoy, then it it just maybe opens up more ground for guys like Kelsey and guys like uh, Tyreek Hill.
0: It looked like in the first couple drives last week, and then we'll move on to the next game if you got one more thing to say, but it looked like Kelsey might be going for 200 yards. (laughs) That guy, he just came out gangbusters, and the Raiders actually are the 21st against um, tight ends, so you know, uh, giving up 8.3 points per game to the tight end position, points to the tight end position. So, it's a favorable matchup, not one of the best, but not uh, in, in, in the good side of it all. Uh, Kelsey, he's just on a hot streak right now.
2: Yeah, the last time they played, Kelsey had just 24 receiving yards. Huh. By far his worst game of the season, which was it looked prime for another Oakland Raiders get beat up by a tight end game, and it just didn't happen. But also, the thing is with Macklin and Tyreek Hill, they love Tyreek Hill in the slot, but earlier in the season, they were playing Macklin a ton of snaps in the slot. How does his sort of snap percentage change with sort of Macklin back in the lineup? And is Macklin back healthy enough to play, you know, 85 to 90% of the snaps? Or do they phase him back in at maybe a 50% rate, giving Hill a little bit of a boost? I, I would imagine it's going to be more of the latter, just because
1: now that allowed them to, to find out what they have in Tyreek Hill, and, and they like it,
0: yeah. and they, they I think that that allows you to say, we can take Macklin back slower. Agreed. Awesome. All right, let's move on to our first game on the 11th, uh, Sunday. got the Steelers at the Bills. Um, before we get to that game, though, let me do a quick pyro promo. Uh, sorry. Um, Got a piece coming out tomorrow about some uh, little—it's kind of a bunch of bullet points of what you can do to prep yourself for the playoffs. Uh, a little kind of in-season, late-season strategy piece on um, some um, tidbits on what you what you can do this week as you get ready for the playoffs. So check that out. There are other, always great content stack party uh, post. I posted today Pyro Power rankings, something we'll refer to on this uh, piece as well. And then tonight after the show, I'll be getting top positional weeks, which is a great piece that shows which guys, the QB, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, finished the the week within the top 12. Uh, and that's a great way to see a guy like Kelsey or a player like Carr. Carr, I think, has been, out of his uh, 13 games or whatever, has been a top-12 quarterback seven times. Uh, So great content, great fantasy goo. Check it all out on pyromaniac.com. All right, we got the Steelers at the Bills to start with the home team. Steelers, Big Ben going up against the Bills defense. You guys uh, vibing him?
2: Just play anybody whose name has a B in it, (laughs) and then a guy Ladarius Green. Let me see—is there a B in that? So we're gonna call him Ladarius Breen because you should play him too.
0: Well, Ladarius Green—no, that's that's Jared Cook. He looks like Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, let me just say one thing, and then that's all I'm gonna say in this game. Lidarius Green, finally, after us mentioning his name on the Pyro Podcast for the last four years and giving him so much soundbite, so much opportunity, he actually looked like he belonged in the league for once last week. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about this game. Hats off to Lidarius Green. You made it. Well, see, but
1: he's shown those flashes before. The the key is going to be consistency. Can he give it to you again and not give you... The Jared Cook, Beetlejuice, you know, the
2: great game followed by the one catch for nine yards. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I agree with you. That's what you're looking for. But both of the last two weeks, he's had top 12 weeks. So that's a little bit more consistency than we're seeing out of a guy like Jared Cook. Uh, His snap count is continuing to rise on every single week. Just saw uh, closer to 65% of the snaps. And when he's in there... They're not asking him to block. No. He's a de facto receiver out there, stretching the field uh, in the middle and on the outside. I, they don't really have a wide receiver, too, right now. Sammy Coates played just five snaps last week. Uh, you know, Eli Rogers is relegated to the slot. They don't trust Kobe Hamilton much. He's more of a decoy out there. So, LaDree, LaDerry Screen's the number two, oh, number three, because Bell's the number two receiver, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah. So, He's the de facto number two wide receiver on a lot of plays, so I think he's a you know bottom end tight end one this week. And if he's still available on your waiver wire, you got to make a play for him, especially if you're a guy like Gates owner, or you know if you somehow stuck with Pitta and he just had a two touchdown game, or Ebron. There's so many guys I'd rather have Ladarius Green on just because he's attached to this offense than. Than other teams. Not only attached to this offense
1: where Antonio Brown is going to continue to get double covered everywhere that he goes, you're you're given the opportunities because they also run all these stretch type plays where they where they have him going downfield, he gets favorable matchups. You have to respect the running game with Leveon Bell and Leveon Bell doing everything else that he does in that offense. So, so I agree. It's it, when you look at every all these other tight ends that are out there, you know, great, maybe you're going to get your, your five catches for 65 yards. you know. But how many
2: of them are going to give you the potential for a 100-yard game? And the thing is, Buffalo's given up three different times 100-yard games to tight ends this season. Huh. And that's something that's a little bit uh, on the rarer side. They're pretty good against allowing touchdowns to uh, opposing tight ends, which is three on the season. But the yardage can definitely be there for a guy like Green. Cool. Do we...
0: Uh... That's it. That's, That's it. Everybody. All right, let's move on over to the Bills' side of the ball. Uh, Sammy kind of came in with a little bit of a Dudley affair, got some yards, but uh, can, what, what can you expect out of him uh, in this matchup?
2: So Sammy Watkins got off to a hot start. The first on the, drive on in, the first drive, good. he was rolling, he was moving. and He, he didn't played. get a point for the catch for the rest of the game after
0: that first yeah. series.
2: Yeah, I mean, he looked so good then, but he was beating defenders and getting open deep, and there was a shot that Tyrod Taylor just missed him on. He was wide open deep down the field on what would have been like a 65-yard score, and that would have just changed your whole perception. So against Pittsburgh, who's tough against wide receivers, he's probably a high-end wide receiver, three, low-end, two. He's a boom-bust guy, and we sort of know that from him. But I I just think Tyrod's going to play a little bit better at home. Depending on the weather conditions, it's gonna be Buffalo in December. So we'll see what happens there. But but he's gonna be a lot tied to Tyrod, and Tyrod, you know, was great in the first half. And then all of a sudden after halftime something happened he was he looked god awful. He yeah. looked like, you know, Jared Goff throwing the ball around out there. So that's something that's gonna continue. Lashawn McCoy looked great all game. Shit. The only thing he didn't look great at his goal lines, because he didn't get the opportunities. They used Mike Gillisley exclusively as the goal line back last week. And how
1: frustrating that is, because he, McCoy took him all the way up and down the field, was murdering that defense, <laughs> and then doesn't get the opportunities uh, when it counts, cost a ton of fantasy points. And this is another one, too, where I can easily see that happening again this week. And, and Pittsburgh's given up 10 rushing touchdowns on the year.
0: Sure. We remember last year, Gillis—they were both getting it done. Gillisley was getting great opportunities while McCoy was there. So almost both of those guys uh, are play are playable. Um, would you agree? I mean, Gillisley's getting more opportunities. It's a
2: tough. It's a tough play for Gillisley. I mean, if you're only you're, hoping you're, for a touchdown, yeah, you're, you're, you're,
1: you're not. Yeah, and only he's Pittsburgh only gives up 92 yards on the uh, on the ground. Per I like game. that hand motion. That was yeah, great. they. They, uh, it's just not the best matchup, you know. When you're fishing for touchdowns, maybe if you are fishing for touchdowns because they've given up ten, but I don't want to play a guy where I'm just unless I'm in a league where it's a deep league and it's 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 a hard, uh, it's a basically a mostly a touchdown scoring league. Like if you're one point for every twenty yards rushing or something like that, then yeah, then maybe play a Gillis league.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. But, yeah, LaShawn McCoy, fire him up as a top-five play, though. Mm. Yeah. Pittsburgh has been gashed by a lot of good running backs this season. And I think LaShawn McCoy has a chance to do that. Uh, Charles Clay, gave uh, his wife gave birth to a baby boy. So he missed the game last week. And I didn't notice that he missed the game <laughs> last week. So let's just move on. There you
0: go. All right. That game uh, is over, under, opened at uh, 47.5. So they're thinking there's some points going to be happening in that one. Let's uh, Before we go to the next game, um, let's uh, listen to this from our sponsor. Awesome. Broncos at the Titans. Uh, Stag Party likes this matchup for the Broncos. Looks like... Um, uh, Simeon's going to be back, and is after a week off. Uh, he is going to be playing and quarterbacking and manning this, the, the, the 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 situation under center. There, you like that for uh, Demarius and uh, Sanders, correct?
2: Yeah, I like it for the pass game. I think there's, you know, Simeon's one of the better streaming options of the week with some upside on the road. He seems to. Somehow play a little bit better on the road, you know, in his splits so far this season. But yeah, Demarius should be able to do whatever he wants. Emmanuel Sanders should be able to do what he wants. Uh, a lot of people are are talking about Parrish Cox, and Parish Cox is one of the corners who was just released by the Tennessee Titans. The thing is, there's a reason one corner plays over another corner. Um, it's probably because the other one's not very good. So if we're to saying that this guy's not very good. How bad must this other guy be to you know, be beaten on a regular basis and still keep a job until week 13? So I'm not worried about any of these guys. They've allowed eight top 14 receivers in the last six weeks. And last, last time I checked, he can't cover two receivers. So I'm firing both of these guys up as wide receiver twos this week. They both got a ton of upside. The question is it could just be one or the other that goes off with the other having like Six for seventy, which has been like the staple of Demarius Thomas this season. I I just think this is the time that they're gonna have to score some points. One thing
0: we gotta admit, Demarius is due. It just kinda seems like sometimes in that hard element, that human element that I love and you you know sometimes you go by the stats, you go by the data, you go by the analytics, but that guy, that guy's do. You gotta just think he's going and like, hey, come on, brother, give me a bone. I just need a big game. We gotta, I gotta keep my fantasy owners happy. Uh, let's talk about Booker. Uh, what else? do well, you... Let's give him first a uh, Bell,
1: Bell,
3: Bell. Bell. Bell
2: I don't know if he deserves one. Well, what are we doing here? You promised you'd visit the penguin the day you got out.
0: Yeah. So I lied to him. You can't lie to a nun. We gotta go in and visit the fink. No fucking way. Is that Parish Cox? <laughs> oh, boy. oh, that was bad. I'm going to oh. hell earlier, than I already was going to go. God, I'm going to die young. Um, all right, let's go on to the, uh, the Booker. Booker? Yeah, yeah, Booker.
2: Sorry. So Booker has been, you know, pretty bad as of late. And- you know, averaging like 2 yards a carry, 2.8 yards a carry, and just looks indecisive, running into the back of his blockers. Just hasn't looked like you know, we haven't seen that vision from him that we thought we saw earlier in the season when he, was, when he had limited snaps. The thing is now, Capri Bibbs is on IR for the season. He's going to be gone. I didn't know that.
1: I mean, did what we, do we not call this? I mean, we've been talking I about this. Was we were talking about that, what, two weeks ago when, when you and I, how every time that guy gets the ball... He gets destroyed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and there, there, there it went. So well, we watched the games together this week uh, on Sunday. We had a great meeting, and uh, I'll talk about that in Pyro Promo. But we kept saying that every time, like every time we saw the game, like get ready for a destructo hit. And obviously, it happened. He just does. He just doesn't, doesn't seem to have the body to keep it going.
2: So to combat that, you know, they've got Juwan Thompson, who's sort of been playing fullback for them a little bit this season. Andy Janovich, uh, their you know pass block or run blocking fullbacks now out for the season as well, and that's affecting Booker a little bit too. And also now Forsett comes in, and it's oh, Forsett and that. Kubiak. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that connection play up multiple times. He already knows the system, so you know he's going to be heavily involved from the get-go. And if they're looking for a change of pace back, right now, Forsett's a guy who fits perfectly for this team. So if you're desperate and you've got nothing at running back, Forsett's... An interesting waiver wire pickup. I
0: like that one a lot. You know, I'm actually going to go out put that on a post-it because that's the one position I'm a little thin at, and my big money league is running back, basically. And I found that out last week with uh, B- Crowell being on by and Mark Murray. I was like, oh my god, I suck here. So I'm going to put I'm going to put in a waiver wire for him.
1: Well, that's a good one too because especially it's, it's not anyone that people are paying attention to unless they're actually watching the news. Because if they're uh, D-Rex is actually doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if it, when a guy is, gets signed like that, people are always looking at the stats and so they're not going to see that player, so that's yeah. a great, it's a great
0: call. He's, He's been a league winner in previous, two years ago he was a league winner.
1: No, but the other point about the whole Kubiak thing, I and mean, it's, it's, it's the part that this team is still trying to make their playoff push. You know, bring the veteran in I don't have to put all that pressure on the rookie uh, we don't have a dynamic
2: uh, quarterback and all that other stuff so let's, let's bring in someone that knows what, what's going on in addition to that they tried to claim Ronnie Hillman a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. before the Chargers did so you know that they were kind of looking for a veteran presence that knows the system and that could be because they're not sold on Booker. Uh, one of the beat reporters for the Denver Broncos was saying before this high ankle sprain was diagnosed that it looks like Bibbs had a chance to supplant Booker as the starting running back as soon as this week. Now it's obviously going to take a couple weeks for a change to be made. But preemptive strike, go there. So let's finish this team off by talking Virgil Green. Okay. Derby, no, I was done. Derby. I
1: was <laughs> okay. Derby,
0: I said okay. Derby, or that other white guy that from the practice squad that seems to get a touchdown every other week. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go over to the Titan side of the ball. Uh, start with uh, Mariota, and um, this, this is this where,
1: is where it goes bad news. This is where Mariota has been a dream for you, um, but <laughs> it, you know, I mean, honestly, like what South by QB. What's in a dream? What, what he's been doing fantasy-wise over the past you know month, month and a half, has been great. But when you look at the schedule that he has coming up here,
0: uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, Mariota. Mariota's got 239-ish points, depending on your scoring. Uh, and that's fourth overall quarterback. Fourth God, overall. I just did not see that happen. I know Stag Party is super high on him. Uh, Goddamn. Marcus, amen to you, my brother. But he's got Denver... Then he's
1: got the Chiefs next week, and then he's got Jacksonville, who's been tough against uh, quarterbacks as well. So it's not a when you're looking at that playoff matchups there, I don't like it. So if I can avoid playing him against the Broncos' defense,
0: damn
2: right I'm avoiding
0: it. Do you pick up? Uh, do you play a, a pick up a Simeon and play him over a
2: Mariota? No, not Simeon. <laughs> Alex Smith. No. no.
0: I mean,
2: if my my options are like Trevor Simeon, Blake Mortals, and, uh, you know, whoever else you just listed, I'm going Mariota over it. I just have to limit what I think his upside is this week, and it's maybe, what, 18, 20 points is his upside on, like, the high, high end. Denver just doesn't give it up to opposing quarterbacks. And even though we know Denver's best asset is, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback, which is something Tennessee has been very good at preventing all season, especially on the edges. I just don't see how he blows it up. But nope. Demarco Murray, fire him up.
0: Yeah, one of three, three uh, running backs. It's already sitting over a thousand yards. He's, um, you know, just on the. Precipice of getting um, 200 points in the season, been a stud. Fourth, he's fourth as well, so you got Mario to the quarterback and DeMarco at running back's fourth overall. Uh, and he's coming off the bye, so any sort of like a little nagging injuries, which it seems like he, he had, he a, he it had out. a foot injury. Yeah, he's had a foot injury, mm-hmm. he toughs it out, but you can see when he's playing for the last month or so, last few weeks, he's limping around, he'll tough it out, and that's why I love him. He's a gamer, but he got to get that time off to help him out.
1: That's why they've been going to Derrick Henry a bit more, and that's why you know see them riding Henry when he gets going. And, and again, if yeah. we look at the one uh, weakness in the armor of the Denver Broncos has been their ability to stop running backs. So. This one, I think the bye week should definitely have helped Murray. He should be able to come out, and they should
0: try to establish that run early and often against this defense. Can you imagine? Like, the, wouldn't you love to have your bye week in Week 13 instead of Week Five? Wasn't this the first time it's ever
1: been this late? Because normally we're done by Week 11. I maybe even remember a Week 12 where there was a bye week, but never in Week uh, 13 where there still teams. It's because
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Well, no, it's just because they they have, they continually change the whole. It's never no, it's Thanksgiving.
2: No, but like usually, they're done by week twelve, but Thanksgiving fell exactly on that time. They felt like they needed a full slate. This is like this has been discussed. Like it's because but, of Thanksgiving, but, it's, but, but, but yeah. they should never do it again. Yeah. it's just sort of an unfair advantage. It's, it's an unfair advantage. Imagine uh, imagine this is a team instead of you know six and six, they are you know nine and three. How's the te- how's the going to guys go? Look at that, especially you know they're buying for. So yeah, it's something that's got to change. I mean, yeah.
1: think about it too how 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 unfair is it for? Look at when the uh, the Eagles, Eagles had
0: their bye week yeah. and you know what it did to that to that team. So four and zero, oh, uh, and they've had one victory since the bye week.
1: It's bad news. And a uh, quick point on your Mariota, as far as like if you had all these other quarterbacks, they all, all those other. This is the problem with this week. You, you pretty much are, are, are going to be kind of forced to play it. I would. That's why I said avoid it if you can. Blake Bortles, okay, he's playing against the Vikings. You know, uh, there's just bad matchups, and the guys that have good matchups, it's like, okay, great. You want to start uh, uh, Jared Goff against uh, the Falcons? <laughs> Do you want to start uh, Carson Wentz against the Redskins? I mean, these are your. Those, Fitz,
0: Fitz magic against the 49ers? Or Bryce is they said he's got the last four games. Huh, we'll get there in a minute. All right, let's move on to the, the quarter. The wide receivers on this. I don't uh, want to play You don't play any of them. all. you're not playing any still of them. You still got
2: to Bench. play Delaney Walker. You though. still got to play Delaney Walker. Yeah. He's the number two overall uh, scorer among tight ends. The thing is... Denver has stiffened up against tight ends this season. He used to be a little bit of a chink in their armor last year. They're very good against them this year. Uh, but, yeah, Delaney Walker's just not another tight end that you could sit. But just maybe temper expectations there as well. But he's going to be you know, very involved in the pass game, especially if these receivers are getting shut down. The, the best receiver this week might be their slot receiver. You know, Kendall Wright, but even then, don't don't even mess with it. No. Like, don't play any of these receivers if you can afford to.
0: All right, basically, let's do a quick final promo. Do us a favor if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes. You can uh, follow us on a myriad of different um, platforms. If you're an Apple person, obviously, you probably listen to, through podcasts and and Apple um, Music or Apple's whatever app. Uh, we're on St- Stitcher. We're on Spreaker. Google Play. Check us out on all of them. Write us up a review on any of those platforms. Give us a follow. Give us um, a subscription uh, follow and all that stuff. It helps our stature and it automatically gets sent and pushed to you when we upload a new show. In that uh, frame of mind, we've got the Power Podcast, uh, Normal, which is the heavy that you're listening to right now. Me, Houdini, Stag Party on a weekly basis year-round, even in the off-season. After the Super Bowl that week, we'll do it again. But Also, we have another show that we uh, do. It's called the Pyro Podcast Light, Pyromaniac Mo spearheads that. He talks with other guys on a weekly basis about fantasy football. uh, With our other kind of contemporaries in the industry. Sometimes I'm on the show. Sometimes Houdini's on the show. Sometimes Stag Party's on the show. But it's a great show and that one comes out, we come out on uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday morning for this one, that show comes out on a Friday evening so you get a little more news, a lot more streaming options, DFS, Vegas is a big part of what he's offering there. So check out all that stuff. Let's get on to the Redskins at the Eagles, interdivision play, game, Redskins coming off a tough loss uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, still putting up fantasy points. This is just a power and numbers team, as we said in, in the preseason coming in. Uh, Cousins is is, is is getting it done. Uh, what do you think can happen? I mean, it seems like the Eagles—they uh, got a good defense, but they're—they have a good defense, but it's, they're just
1: crumbling. It's and they're the resistance that they're that they're putting up is is very weak.
2: Viva la resistance! Uh, the resistance is dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard when the offense is putting them in awful situations. Yeah. you know, lots of turnovers over the last couple of weeks, Carson Wentz averaging five yards a throw on 60 throws, so they just don't have the time and possession and all those type of things. So starting to wear on their defense, they're not getting as much pressure, and against Washington, it could be tough for them to get pressure, but they play so much better at home. They do,
1: but without getting pressure, they're not getting turnovers, they're, you know, so It's just, and they're just—they're getting broken down because they're, as you said, the offense is not giving them a chance to get back to get off the field, or to stay off the field for a long period of time, and they just give up long drives that that wear them down. So I'm really—I agree that they play better at home, but I'm all aboard on Kirk Cousins this week. I'm, I'm pretty much all on board with. Uh, I think Jamison Crowder is a good play this week. I even think Pierre Garcon is still a good play this week, and even Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I think you can play them all. Uh, you know, wide receiver three deflexes for these guys, but you know, legitimate be
0: out there. Good plays. Points allowed. They're, they they give it up to the wide receiver. Uh, they're sitting uh, there at the uh, they are the 26th ranked. But, where they're great, they're the second best against the tight end. Is Jordan Reed playing this week, or is he already ruled out?
2: No real news as of yet. He was a a late rule out last week. So you're just going to have to wait to see. But if you're a Jordan Reed owner, and you maybe picked up Vernon Davis to, you know, no. what I do is I drop Vernon Davis, I pick up Ladarius Green That's one option. He's just a guy with similar sort of upside who... They're playing at the same time this week to where you'll know for sure. uh, If Jordan Reed's in there, you play Jordan Reed, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, the the rest of the guys are flex options, but the best all season has been Jameson Crowder, who's just averaging seven targets a game, whether Jordan Reed's in the lineup or not. Uh, Pierre Garcon gets a bump of a target and a half when uh, he's out of the lineup. Deshaun Jackson's targets don't really increase without Reed uh, and then of course Vernon Davis gets more targets when he's out so depends if he's in or out for the rest of the guys but yeah I don't like many of them too much
0: what I like is this beer <laughs> you know what I don't like hey what's going
3: on ah uh,
1: those bums won their court case so they're marching
2: today the fucking Nazi party Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Okay, yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) We hate them too.
0: (laughs) Fuck the Nazis. Alright, let's uh, talk about. I think we're done on that match. Just Rob Kelly. Yeah, do some Kelly action. Like he said, he said it three weeks ago. Tough schedule. Uh, coming down the stretch here, do you like this? you think this is a rough one for him, or you think he can do something?
2: My thing with Rob Kelly is, yeah, he's getting the volume. He just needs a touchdown to have that big fantasy day, and if he doesn't get it, you know, it's going to be tough for him. So do I think this is a matchup he's more likely to score or less likely to score? It's like an average matchup for him to score, but I don't see him having another 130-yard you know, yard day where he scores a couple touchdowns. But I think he's more of a back end RB two.
0: He looked like Forte on, on Sunday. He got get they give him a couple, a couple of like plays from the one, can't get in there, I kick the screen, I'm yelling at the people and just uh then they pass. Let's go on, uh, Kelly. Come on, pull it, pull it together, R. Kelly. Quit pissing on my team in the closet. <laughs> you see the video of that's, R. That's, R. Kelly that's, last that's, night?
1: That's the name of the team that I that I beat this uh, week in my uh, fantasy uh, league. R. Kelly, piss on you, drip, drip, drip. Really? That's this guy's team name. There was a
0: there's a video of an R. Kelly show from two nights ago where he's like. In the front row and he was like p- pushing out his uh his midsection and one of the fans grabbed his cock and he's like, wait, hold on! He's like looked at her and was giving her shit. So little uh little little CGR is what I call him. Cock grabber. <laughs> My buddy, whenever I go on a Tinder Day, they're like, was she a CGR? <laughs> All right, other code names is for big nose. My buddies know I like BNRs that B-Enters. are CG ears. Uh, all right, let's go over to the Eagles side. After a week uh, off, um, they got Aguilar back in there, still looked like crap, don't play him. Uh, what can well, happen? But he
2: played every single snap and still looked like crap. Doyle Green Beckham got banged up in that game as well. Uh, Jordan Matthews is expected to be back so he's your only wide receiver that you really wanna start but even then you know I I, I don't know I have to see know, much how, about the, how about the kid Paul Turner? Paul Turner looked great in the preseason. Guy guy's dynamic. So he's going to be somebody I'm watching going down the line but the guy who spent that much time on the practice squad this season but nobody else has done it. And so you now you're coming in. Bryce Treggs is also the other guy that True. they brought off the practice squad who's had some sort of deep Slash field. Type flash type thing. you know, deep field stretching ability that this offense, you know, absolutely needs when they're talking about reuniting with Deshaun Jackson. We didn't even mention Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, revenge the game. Eagles, right? yeah. uh, so there's that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not starting any of these wide receivers comfortably. The one I'm closest to starting is Jordan Matthews. And if I don't have to do that, I probably don't want to. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz against Washington in December. Oh, Target
0: City. Uh, did he have 19 catches or something last year?
2: Yeah, in the 15 ranges. And, and, but he seems to do that every single year against Washington in December. And he had a go- game last
0: week. He had his best game of the season.
2: Nine for 79 and a touchdown last week. So great, great by him. I like that. Ryan Matthews also supposed to get back. Ryan Matthews is also supposed to get back this weekend. And then, you know, what's that going to do for Wendell Smallwood, who they said they were going to feature this week? Uh, Didn't really happen. Darren Sproles is the guy to get in the end zone and gets a lot of catches. So if I'm playing running back, it's probably Sproles. But, you know, it's Sproles in PPR. Ryan Matthews in standard probably ranked about the same. Neither has much upside, but, you know, Washington's been gashed by running backs earlier in the season, big backs, so maybe uh, maybe Ryan Matthews, but... You'd have to do a lot of talking me into it. (laughs)
1: Because you really have to hope on them being in the red zone where then they bring in Ryan Matthews and he was doing all that damage at the beginning of the year, as we mentioned, when things were going well for for the Eagles. What we said now is this is an offense that has trouble staying on the field for extended periods of time. If you look at that, if you're going to break down that defense, they're going to be playing from behind. I don't like it that much for Ryan Matthews.
0: Nice. So I'm talking you out of it. There we go. You helped them out. Before we get to our next game, let's uh, keep the lights on. Awesome, awesome. Cardinals got a much needed victory and Carson Palmer looked like he was a NFL worthy quarterback in last week's game. They're going down to Miami to play against the Miami Dolphins who looked atrocious this week uh, or last week. Um, going to be a tough game for them turning around and what do you guys like on the Cardinals side? Do you think uh do you think this is all systems go for the receivers? And, and obviously, well, you, know, you don't work, you, We know we know what David Johnson's going to do.
2: Play David fucking Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, play Larry Fitzgerald. Target machine this maybe, year. Maybe play Carson Palmer. Like Carson Palmer is one of the QBs I would pick up and play over Mariota. But other than that, I'm not playing anybody else from this team. Jermaine Gresham has been a guy who's gotten you know nice targets over the last couple weeks. But still, it's Jermaine Gresham. He has failed you before. Hold on a second. When has he
1: actually done anything really for you? As I, I, I wrote about him in my in my waiver wire piece. What did he have? It was 52 yards this week. I think he hadn't had more than like 40 yards in any game. Yeah, he's getting some targets, but he's not He's not giving you any of that real. Yeah, but he's it, a red zone threat. He's giving, you he's, the, he's giving you the couple touchdowns. That's what's. Been the keys, not giving you yards, so you're yeah. just you're never going to get the yards. But
0: hey, aren't they the second worst team behind the Jets at getting the the, the tight end of the ball? Actually, yeah. yeah well, it's they just Bruce do not. Them. Never, when you never got that wide receiver crew. You're not you're not really getting much action. That's the full
2: watch, pop up Bruce Arians. He just doesn't have a tight end he likes on this team. Because remember, he used Kobe Fleener, He used Dwayne Allen when he was in, you know, the interim head coach. In yeah. And then before that, they used the tight end. But he liked Dwayne stuff. Allen
1: better because he always
2: wanted the guy who was more of
1: a blocky yeah, tight end that's because true. that's more of a thing. Because he wants to do the longer seven, nine step drops.
2: Be nine able to get those step plays. drops. Hey, sometimes <laughs> you got to go shit. nine. Sometimes <laughs> you got to go old school and go nine, nine times. All right, but yeah, I want to start David Johnson. Start Larry Fitzgerald. If you're desperate, you're a Mariota owner, and you're looking for a guy, I think Carson Palmer's a slightly better play than Mariota.
0: Cool. Let's go over to the other side of the ball and go with the Dolphins, top down, Tannehill.
1: Nope. (laughs) No. You you, you can't (laughs) feel confident about almost any of the the Dolphins this week. This is a a tough Cardinals defense. They're they're
0: stout across the board. Uh, Fifth overall against Fantasy Points is a defense, and Pretty high up there against every every spot. The yeah, only I, one that you can kinda of do it, which is kinda of surprising, is the wide receiver.
1: Well the, the one the one guy who I would peg is I'll look at Jarvis Landry who had that big bounce back game last week. I can see him seeing a high volume of targets. He's going to be playing on the inside. I don't expect him to be getting a lot of the Patrick Peterson detail. It's probably going to be more Devontae Parker who's going to be seeing Patrick Peterson. So, I like Jarvis Landry this week. That's. The, other than that, I stay away from pretty much everybody
0: else on am One thing I'll say.
2: Hey, go ahead. Hey, Houdini, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah, we just go all love each other. Uh, I love the way we watch the game. You guys called it outright. When we were when. Before the Miami game, you basically, you're basically like, you know what, Landry's going to have a big game today. He's going to be an extension of the running game. And that's that's basically where I feel like they're going to be using Landry a lot down the stretch. It's not going to be these big, huge yardage games, but if you're in PPR, it's going to be back to those old days of Landry that you haven't gotten over the last six weeks until last week.
2: Especially in this matchup where the Cardinals can shut down opposing run games. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I definitely like. I don't love a guy this week. He's more of an RB two type, to where maybe he gets you sixty yards. Uh, but but now they're starting to scale back his carries when he's not being effective. Yep. So he's getting you know sixty seventy yards and not much else, and he's not very effective in the receiving game. I can't trust Ryan Tannehill. So the only guy I'm trusting is the extension of the run game in Jarvis Landry. I, I Parker's like a wide receiver five for me this week because I think he gets Patrick Peterson, who, who's very good.
0: Like, and that was surprising. to Parker they they said they didn't think he was going to play. Yeah. Running on the sideline, not practicing, but then all of a sudden the game starts, he plays, scores a touchdown. They got a lot of people like myself that had a shitty you know, went run and shoot, and I sat him and I'm like, god damn, I could have used him over somebody else. Um, Alright, I think we're good with that game. Um, Houdini, before we go to the next game, let's give that little uh, live read, buddy. Well hey,
1: we already know you love playing fantasy, so we know you love playing fantasy on Draft. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts just like the ones you do at the beginning of your season long uh, league. You can do drafts whenever you want, they last for just one day and they take minutes to complete. On draft, you can play for free, or better yet, play for money. And get this, your chances of winning on draft are over 200% better than your chances of winning on DraftKings or FanDuel. We've been doing drafts all week, and we just did one before the show with all of these division matchups this week. I didn't like a lot of them, but there was one division matchup that I was all about. First pick for me, Mike Evans, 100%, the Saints and the Buccaneers have not played each other yet. They have two games coming up. This is the fantasy gold for the playoffs. Mike Evans had a tough week, uh, tough game last week. I love what he's going to be doing this week. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, join us. And when you download Draft, be sure to enter the promo code PYRO. So to download, just search Draft. That's capital D-R-A-F-T, all caps, in the App Store. And it will come up first or go to PlayDraft.com. Remember to enter the promo code PYRO, P-Y-R-O, all caps. When you download, so you get your 100% deposit bonus, make sure you download Draft now.
0: See you in there. Nice. It's pretty cool. Snake Drafts and DFS. I like you. Uh, let's get on to the next game. And this matchup is going to be the Vikings at the Jaguars. This is that matchup you brought up earlier. Let's start with Sammy Biggity Biggity Miggity Bradford. Nope. Nope. Okay, <laughs> let's go to Terrence West.
2: Terrence West. I'm mean, sorry. Not, uh, Terrence McKinnon.
0: West. He's the other guy that was a quarterback.
2: Uh, McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. Nope.
0: <laughs> Asiata. Nope. The fullback. Nope. The guy that they, Kyle the Rudolph. offensive lineman that they make an eligible receiver, and then Maybe. fumbles,
1: <laughs> Maybe. And then
0: fumbles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. The guy tried to make a big play, and he fumbles.
2: You fucking idiot. Uh, the guys you're thinking about playing from the Diggs. Minnesota Viking, like you have been all season, Stephon Diggs, and then you're thinking about playing Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think both are in play, but I'm just limiting the upside. Jacksonville's been very good against opposing. You know, passing games, allowing the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I I, Kyle Rudolph.
1: Can I I back this up for you? The Jacksonville
2: Jaguars um,
1: only allowing 206.9 passing yards per game. That's best in the league. That's awesome. And
2: I think it's also a lot because. Blake Bortles turns it over at his own 20, so they only have to go 20 yards. So it's hard, <laughs> hard for them to gain a lot of yards. So I don't think they're that good.
0: They've only
1: given up 15 passing touchdowns.
0: I will say next year, I think this is a team because they're super young. Next year, they are going to be one of those totally – they're going to be an awesome
2: defense to own, I think, next year. Uh, they got to get pressure on the quarterback. That's where they struggle. Uh, they don't get much of a pass rush. None of those guys are really – worked out too well for them. So if they can add a couple more pieces along well, the, the guy defensive that got hurt front, hurt that they John T. Fowler around. Jr., that was a couple years no, ago. No, they didn't the guy who they drafted... Uh, yeah, he played. He, he played was
0: playing week one, uh, Ramsey. But so, yeah, uh, he, so, got, he got banged up, but he's, they were like, he's gone with
2: the season, he played week one. He, yeah, Jalen right. Ramsey's a stud out there, developing, talking shit on a weekly basis. Yeah, Him and,
0: him and Stevie Fitz are good buddies. Let's, um,
2: other than that, but the thing you're hopeful about Diggs... Is Diggs is you know mostly a slot player, so who are they gonna follow him with? I doubt it's Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could, because he played a little bit of safety, but it maybe it's more of a Mukamara who's got a little bit you know, who's got some speed left. So maybe he gets the best corner matchup and gets the slack corner on a regular basis. But if not, it, it could be a limiting game for him as well. So the only guy I really wanna start is Kyle Rudolph, but they're tough against tight ends too. I don't. I don't really
1: want to play the Vikings. No, I, I get you, but I'll, I'll make this one point for Digs, and, and the thing is that when they are just mired in crap and their offense is just not moving the ball, it just becomes the Dig Show, where it's going to be five run Dig routes, <laughs> Dig it out, <laughs> Digs getting the ball, and and. That works. So for PPR, it's like as you're talking about with Landry, he's actually Landry on steroids. I mean, because he'll get those these games where he's got 13 catches for 85 yards. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, he he's going to be a guy. That, the way he's closing out the season is going to be a, a, a big 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 guy coming in the next year. Oh, I agree. Vikings, not a very exciting offense. Let's flip the ball to the other side. Talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bortles went from, what, number four or something last year, quarterback. Now I think he's 20, 21 um, in, in ranking, obviously having a terrible season. Burning owners big time Blake this year. is
2: 15. 15? Yeah, but he's he's coming off sort of a bad stretch over the last couple weeks, and I expect the bad stretch yeah. to continue because it's Minnesota. Uh, He's just a garbage-time player, and he's broken right now. So I want nothing to do with playing Bortles until we see some progress next season. So I'm not thinking about him for the rest of the season. I don't care how good the matchup is. He can fail you at any time. So what you want to know is can he get the ball to any of his receivers, mainly, you know, Alan, Alan Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Well I'm asking
0: for a friend. He's really handsome. He's a total stud.
2: <laughs> I, a, I, don't a, know, I don't know how this guy does it,
0: but he's CG. He gets CGs all the time. CGs. No, he, no, he's, he's a C turn. <laughs> I think he's a CG. <laughs> good turn. <laughs> you big cork soaker. Uh, I'm asking for this handsome friend of mine. What do you think about Alan Robinson? I don't want to really go there this week. I sat him last week, and it was a genius move. I don't Fuck!
3: Know. Elrod, it's that key it, it, I mean,
0: it's is a press keeper! It's Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, he's going to get Xavier
1: Rhodes. It's, it's ah, bad news. I hate you guys. Well, it's just, it's just the, the fact of the matter. I mean, I don't... I, I just don't... The, the biggest problem why you're not going to be able to get in that production out of the passing game is because you're not going to get any production out of the run
2: game. Um, You know Denard Robinson looked like the best running back last week and He'll probably look like look like The best running back again this we'll week We'll see if Chris Ivory is able to get back But I'm not counting on that And even if he does I don't know if I can play any of these guys against Minnesota and Didn't they give Denard And Denard got what 17 carries last week Yeah he was highly involved Um but that's just because T.J. Yeldon's banged up on his own right. If Chris Ivory's able to get back, I think he's the lead back. We've seen Minnesota sort of get beat up by opposing running backs with some size who can break some tackles. That's really been the only weakness of their game. We saw it against guys like you know David Johnson and Jordan Howard earlier in the season. But, yeah, I don't really want much to do with any of these guys on Jacksonville if I have to, even if they are at home. Yeah, just it's just not for me. Let's move on All to right the so, next defensive matchup. But before we get to that, I gotta have party. myself a
1: uh, Birdie!
0: Hey, Bob, this is the band. All right. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine, Nansen. Cool. Oh, I wish I, I wish I could stand
2: country music. How about Brock Osweiler? Oh. He seems like a country. No, never mind. He seems like a dick. Uh, <laughs> he actually oh. doesn't seem like a dick. He's Good?
0: actually like a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, I think what we are supposed to do on this one before we get into uh, the Houston Texans, we're supposed to do uh, "Keep the Light On," Delio Ready to roll? Alright, so listen to this before we get into that. A little bit of this, a little, a little bit, bit of that. that. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, let's talk about Broke Ass
2: Had his first top 12 game of the season last week. It was better than a lot of the big name quarterbacks in what looked to be you know fairly pristine matchups. He was in the snow in Green Bay and it didn't look great for him, but... You know, DeAndre Hopkins bailed him out on a 44-yard touchdown. Late. He, he got some involvement. You know, he looked fairly good in the snow compared to other guys. But now he's on the road again, but he's in a dome against Indy. He's going to need to score some points. We saw them defeat Indy in pretty much Brock Lawson's ass-wipers. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head as I was trying to say Osweiler. Awesome. So, so... The last time these two teams played, it was his second-best game of the season. Mm-hmm. We saw the late comeback from the Houston Texans uh, sort of changed momentum in this whole division with the win over the Colts earlier in the year.
3: Yeah,
2: it, The Colts are also banged up on in the secondary right now. It doesn't matter. It
1: didn't matter on Monday night when you saw uh, the Jets were supposed to be able to take advantage of that, and it was like just... They looked uh, like a whole lot better defense, and again, that was a dome team on the road, uh, playing outdoors. Uh,
0: wow! So that was that terrible. We'll get to that. I'm not
1: we, I'm we, not going to buy into you know I'll buy more into the potential for for Hopkins to keep it going this week. Um, you know, basically, I'm not going to I'm going to put it, anything into ass wipers uh credit it's gonna be just get the ball in his hands. Would you can you just can you just complete seventy percent of the targets to him. No. I, and and <laughs> I, know, I know that I know that, but can you <laughs> yeah. and can you get him at least two where he's catching the ball in stride. Hey,
0: you, you know, know what you know what what?
1: There, just give him a ton of bubble screens and do something to get him so he can make something
0: happen. Can I get another five cent wing? <laughs> yeah.
1: How about how much for a rib?
0: <laughs> rib, <laughs> not wing. I love wings. Uh, let's go, let's talk about uh Miller got banged up, fucked a lot of people when they needed him most. I think you were one of them, Miller, was walking to the locker room. Did he even come back and play in that
2: game? Uh, not
0: not might, effectively if
2: he, he did. He might not as well have because he had like eight carries for 12 yards on the day. It wasn't It wasn't a good showing from Lamar Miller. Uh, to me, it
0: looked like, in all honesty, and I hate to say this, it looked like a Miami guy... A warm weather guy that came in and went to Lambeau and mentally checked out from being cold, hating the snow. I, I'm telling you, even in the warm-ups, we were sitting here watching, it's just like, that game just didn't seem like he was ready to go, and then he's banged up. I don't know. There was something mental, I think, there uh, in that. Maybe I'm just grabbing at straws. But you know, I don't like
1: know. He, he, was, he was free agent signing, right? So, he decided to go to Houston to stay in South, yeah. the AFC South, knowing that the furthest North team that you have in that division is the Indianapolis Colts, who play in a dome. Yeah. You know, it just so happened that their cross the section happened to be the NFC North. Uh, so one thing
0: I wanna let you guys know, you know the guy that during the um, the Green Bay Packers game, that guy that's got the icicles everywhere? The guy, that, that, yeah, that goddamn Houdini, thing. That's Houdini's uncle. So just if you ever see that guy in the game, just know that... How could you ever say that I have a Packer uh, fan as a relative?
1: That's like just He, he made me so mad during the game. But, how does this guy even see the game? Stupid. How long... How long, how long of, the I, was, I wasn't the one that said how long it takes him to get dressed in the I did like, that, but you were like... You, you said, how does this guy can't even see like, the What's field? the point, you know? It's like it's just, you're all about being seen. You're not about seeing anything.
0: Who do need, who do need I'm a little for? opinionated.
2: So... Uh, Let's no up. Brock Osweiler Yes to DeAndre Hopkins But just You gotta prepare for the duds They can happen and it's mostly because of Brock He's not great after the catch So he's not good at making things happen on his own On those sort of screen passes That's why they don't even attempt it to him Everything's down the field He has to go up and get it And Brock can't get it close a lot of the times Will Fuller I, I just don't see it right now yeah. CJ Fedorowicz you know, he's getting the targets on a weekly basis. That guy's been picked up and dropped
0: more in every league that I'm in than any player ever. It seems like the transaction wire is like CJ Fedora had picked up by that same team that picked him up, dropped, picked up off the waiver wire. I mean, no one's getting picked up and dropped more than that guy in any of my leagues.
1: The, the disappointing thing is right now that you've been seeing uh, other tight ends beat the targets in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, because, really? but then Fedorowicz is the one when they're when they when they have to get their two minute drill or whatever it is. He's getting like six targets in a row on a drive. Yep, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. So Fedorowicz is in play as like a tight end too. The rest of the guys I'm avoiding. Like that, that's it. Lamar Miller, if I can afford to bench him, I will. But he had his best game of the season against Indy. Was electric in that game. Just made people miss all on his own. Pretty much won that game single handedly. Well, because it wasn't Brock.
1: And, we, and remember too, this is the the reunite reuniting of the old school Miami running back and the, the newer school yeah. Lamar Miller and Frank Gore.
0: You know, you know that maybe let's use that as a bridge. Let's go hits. over to the Indianapolis side of the ball and start with Frank Gore. Just passed uh, Dorsett last night. Uh, for what number eight or number six? Number eight. Number eight on uh, yards uh, for running back in the NFL. Congratulations, Frank Gore. That's, we he love has, uh, twelve thousand seven hundred eighty-nine rushing yards. And I feel like Gore's got a couple more. He's the kind of guy who's going to play a few more years. He might not be a starting in a uh, a workhorse back like he's got the situation right now in Indy, but he's going to be around the league. So what do But he he what he's been
1: in Indy, he's he's going to be. He's, cause he's on pace to do it again this year. He's going to be actually he, he could potentially get over a thousand yards this year. He had nine hundred and sixty-seven the year before. Um, he had been perennially like a thousand-yard guy almost every year. The crazy thing about Gore is that what, what what's great he's about a, a guy, guy like yards, him, he, he should he should. yeah he should. Thousand. But he, what's great about Gore is that throughout his, his careers, he was never in any season where you were like, man, Frank Gore was the best running back. But. Never was he basically out of the top ten when he was healthy. Yeah, you know, just just cons- consistent all the way through. Always gives you the effort. It's like a guy that you like having on your fantasy team because you, you just like watching the guy run. Absolutely. Okay, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? You know, based
2: on the longevity of Ooh.
1: career and yes. what he's done,
2: and and I, I would have to say yes. Yes. See, for me, he's in the Hall of Very Good. Longevity yeah. doesn't make you the best player, you know, in the NFL at any point. Uh, in your career, but hey, if he gets voted in, I, I can't knock it. It's like it's like the kind of guy that's
0: going to be re-brought up, like for like five to eight years and then finally there's gonna be one one year, one higher year where it's like we need we need this we need this guy, we got up some duds and we need a running back and he's gonna make it. If he gets a thousand yards this year though, that's nine thousand yard seasons. And also he's loved, beloved because of his work ethic, because of his leadership, because of just his his his, his just how tough he is. He, last night you heard it, we we're on the set. If you know your most competitive friend and you know who that guy is Frank Gore times it by three or by ten, and he's just a competitive guy. So I think that people love him in general. Yeah, look at all the
1: injuries he had in college that no one ever thought he was going to be anything. So he's had to come back and, and
0: remake himself, and he's made himself into indestructible. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Let's go on to um, Frank Gore. Right, well, we got Frank Gore. Let's well, talk in about this matchup. Okay, talk about Frank Gore, and then let's talk about.
2: Mr. Luck. Yeah, I don't really love Frank Gore in this matchup. The, the Houston Texans are fairly tough on defense, especially when Clowney's in the game. He seems to be a tackle for lost machine, so that that gives me a little bit of pause. But Luck was able to, or uh, excuse me, he was Gore was able to get it done the last time these two teams played. If he can. You he know, play another game like that where he rushes for 22 times for 98 yards and scores another touchdown, he's going to have a nice day. But he's more of a back-end RB2. Didn't catch any passes in that game. And, and if Clowney's healthy and playing, he, was, he missed last week. I think that's a big differentiator for him. But they do give up some fantasy points to opposing running backs, so you shouldn't be too scared off. But, yeah, just, I don't know, temper expectations on Gore – He's never going to give you this big blow-up game. Luck. Fire luck up. It's just, I don't, I don't think it matters who he plays the rest of the season. He's playing at home, in the Dome, coming off of Monday night game where he just lit it up in basically three quarters of football. Bas- I mean, they didn't even need the third quarter. He lit it up in the first half of football. At- first first quarter and a half of, of,
1: of first quarter and four minutes. Uh, but the other thing is, every game that they're playing right now is basically a playoff game for them. So you're not going to hold anything back. Luck's going to be and I and, love when, and
0: they're treating it a one-game-at-a-time uh, situation. I love I love that because they're just going to go
2: for it every week. Do you just quote Waterboy? Can't hold anything back now? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm going to quote Deer, boy. Beer Boy. <laughs> Val Val
0: Day Day. Day. Right. The union cards. May I see your cards, please? Those men ain't got no union cards and we go in there and start playing anyway. Now, what you gonna do about that? You gonna stop us? Stein? <laughs> You're gonna look pretty funny trying to eat corn on a car with no fucking teeth.
2: So, <laughs> wrapping, wrapping up the Colts real quick. T.Y. Hilton's a monster. Play T.Y. Hilton every week. Every week. Uh, Dante Moncrief, all that motherfucker does is catch touchdowns. So, play Dante Moncrief. Healthy. Um, Dorsett, don't. Dorsett, don't play. What do you think about the tight end situation? Uh,
1: Doyle, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> cost, you cost Stag Party and
0: me position. Well, me position Stags. He screwed you. He screwed you. You got a lot and it was it was it was the tail end of the best play of his career. Oh. That was a great run. He looked. Oh. He, he rounded that corner. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's. Oh Doyle rolls. Uh, and then boom, he Blaine got an Allen he, though. Yeah. Three fucking touchdowns? Well, you know the stat on Dwayne Allen. As as a result of that game alone... What did he jump up to? He jumped up ahead <laughs> of Ebron, ahead of Vernon Davis. Pete uh, Pitt had a nice game, too. So he's 18th. He's ahead of Ertz. Barnage, he's ahead of. And Gates. Eifert, he's ahead of. But obviously, we know Eifert missed a lot of games. So, one game at the tight end position. You've been talking about it all season. It's a, it's a fickle position. We thought it was... The trajectory was huge for it. do to know the number? We'll get to it later. We'll one of the number one tight end right now is this year? Jimmy G. Jimmy Graham. Wow. <sighs> back, back, back to where he was in the 2012, 13. Graham is number one scoring tight end. Back crazy? in the
1: saddle again.
2: And we know that we'll talk about that later. But awesome stuff. Um, so Houston is tough against opposing tight ends. I mean, if you're going to go point chasing, I don't think Dwayne Allen is the way to go. Uh, this week against the Houston Texans, I'd look somewhere else.
0: All right, before we get to the next game, I'm going to do a quick pyro promo. Uh, you know, you know, we do things on PyroManiac other than just this pyro podcast. And one of them that we're very, very proud of and great at is our player rankings. We have the Pyro Heat Index, and um, as a part of that, it's a number of Different, uh, it's an algorithm and a formula that we come together with. Our main guy who does the rankings and brings the human element to that and projects uh, where certain elements can be within that formula is Mr. Stag Party himself. Works with the archer on that. Stag Party last week on the Fantasy Pros Expert Accuracy Challenge was number three. This week, number 10.
2: I'm on a hot streak. Stag on fire. Two top
0: ten finishes. Week 13, uh, 12, 12, 13. And when does it matter most Yeah.
1: to be accurate? Ex- absolutely. So hats
0: off to you, Stag Party. I know you work and spend a lot of time on making sure you know the matchups, knowing the minutiae, knowing the details, and putting that information that you bring into your mind and projecting that into your uh, player ranks and all that stuff. And uh, you've been killing it. So awesome stuff. So, check out our player rankings on pyromaniac.com. We're a part of that whole, you know, if you're not familiar with fantasy pros and uh, kind of who should I start feature, which I think is great. uh, Both Stag Party and the Pyro Heat Index are a part of that 136, 45 ish experts. Um, so you can check out our, our our rankings there or on pyromaniac.com forward slash player rankings. Nice work, to keep it up, stag party! Could
1: you imagine if you were doing a podcast where you, your
0: expert was finishing one hundred and thirty fifth? Well, we did. We we had we had some bad. The, it happens. We had a bad week. I think three weeks ago where we a bad were week. Bad. But
1: I'm saying like if your your aggregate is we're the we're the
0: last five. You, oh, know who, uh, you know D-rex who's words? way down there? Is There's a lot. Like, oh, stag party's like, don't do it. Don't like, I was, do it. I was, was the so Don't call out the pros. We're Geneva. We're Geneva. We love What's all. We love next? all. Don't let D-Rex be the oasis of the industry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Liam Gallagher. I like him more than I like being Geneva. Let's move on to... Uh, the next game, and that's the Chargers, Chargers. at the Panthers. <laughs> Stephart, you're hilarious. Stay far, like, no, 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 don't let Noonan shit on the industry. <laughs> All right, let's start. With, still sick, as you can see. Uh, let's get on to the, the Chargers and start with Philip Bolo. Knows. I love watching that guy play. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. He's great. What's going to happen in this matchup? Panthers. Aren't what they once were. It the looks
1: like Panthers just ain't what they used to be. Ain't what they used to be. They're
0: not gonna play. I think Keekley's out for the season. Wouldn't that be a great guess? I mean, why would you bring the guy back and, and risk it? They are out. I mean, they've got three wins on the season.
2: Yeah, I'm done with the Panthers this season, and that means I'm all in on the Phillip Rivers, to Tyrell Williams, and Dontrell Edmond, and a little less so Travis Benjamin, and Antonio Gates, and Hunter Henry. But it's a, it's all in on, like, Tyrell Williams and Melvin Jordan. Play them both. I think Rivers is a back-end QB1. Great play this week against the Panthers. Oh, God, just play these guys. You know, Williams is, what, number 13 receiver on the season. And if you look back, you know, just last five weeks, five last weeks, last weeks, five 10, weeks he he's been better than that. Um, and Labron didn't look like too much of an issue on that touchdown pass, but it did look like they used him as a decoy early in the game, to where they just weren't even targeting him. But then when they needed him late in the game, they got him the ball, and he proved that that wasn't a bad decision. And he should be a lot healthier
0: this week. Uh, like it a lot. It uh, doesn't even matter, to be honest. He's been unhealthy for the last for that five game run. He's been basically hurt shoulder every week. we we've, I ask every week. I'm like, Stags, we be worried? And kind of, yeah, but he just keeps doing it. And the other thing, too, is that 50-yard touchdown or 45-yard touchdown this ama- last week. It's amazing when
1: you really realize how big of a difference Josh Norman made on that defense. And that's why you're seeing, you know, where you were able to shut down uh, the, a top-receiving option. They can't do it anymore. They're, they, and they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. And then you don't have Keekley you know, phew, Bad news, it's also good news for Melvin Gordon, you know, because Keekly is the reason why you would say, I'm not happy, uh, I, I'm worried a little bit more about Melvin Gordon. If there's no Keekly in there, Thomas Davis is great, but Thomas Davis is old, he's not going to be able he's to old. keep up with them. He's aging. Chad Thompson is, is good, but he's not not that good. They're, they don't have those guys that are going to be able to contend with what
2: the Chargers and Gordon can bring.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, just fire up anybody you want. I mean, the only guy you're going to temper expectations with is Melvin Gordon, but he's seeing 25 to 30 touches a game. Hard to throw any sort of, you know, dust on the fire and temper expectations on a guy like that. No, especially because he's getting work as a
1: receiver too. So the, the, those are he always the all- plays. If you have, have paid any attention to what the, the, the San Diego Chargers have done for how many years back when Darren Sproles was there – the, the, the running backs that were scoring the points, and even Ryan Matthews, when he was scoring the big points at rookie year, was like 61 catches. Woodhead. Woodhead, that's what I'm saying. It's that little Rivers, holding it back, dump off, running back goes for 10, 15 yards, and they're easy, easy yards.
0: Those are just progressions, and knows yeah. where he can dump it off where he, if no one's open. What do you got?
2: Yeah, just play everybody. Gates and Henry both have good matchups. As the Carolina Panthers have overtaken sort of the last spot against tight ends, they are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and that's including you know the Browns and the Raiders. Huh. So pretty yeah. amazing with their with the linebackers that they came into the season
0: with. Yeah. it's been they went from uh, riches to rags. <laughs> rags, yeah, riches to rags. Riches to rags. Life All right. stinks. Let's go, let's go. Horrible Mel Brooks movie. Let's oh, go God. to the Panthers. Cam Newton. God. Uh, gets sacked the first swag. drive. And the first play by Derek Anderson goes off of excuse me. Uh, Ron, Rivera's, Colbert, an, and Ron Rivera's an idiot. Uh, Jesus Christ. That did
2: not go as planned. I don't know what the plan was. Message
0: sent? To you, Riverboat Ron.
2: The real thing, I heard somebody else say this, I don't really remember who it was, but the real message was sent when they were down 40 to 3, and they made Cam stay in the game to hand the ball off. So that's when the message was sent. Like, I believe in that wholeheartedly. Like it's like you might not have learned when, you know, Derek Anderson came in and threw this pick, but now you know. <laughs> but Stupid, if it's really because of a necktie and not anything else that we're not being told, it's probably one of the worst coaching decisions as I can remember. Um, but yeah, uh, Cam Newton, more of a QB, back-end QB1. He's not rushing anymore. He doesn't seem interested in the game. Ted Ginn's getting involved, but it's not really helping but There's, the, the passion is uh, not there. You know what it is? Is you could
1: almost sense it that they know the season's over, and it feels like Cam's just playing out the string, not really giving it his all, not like you know trying to affect everything in every which way that he can, like like he was last year. Uh, it's more just what do I gotta do? All right, we're getting worked here. The defense isn't stopping anybody. That like who's who's really bringing the energy for this team? I don't I don't feel it from any of them. So
2: yeah, Ted has been their best player over the last no, god that days. sucks.
0: It didn't. Isn't there something? I mean, <clears throat> Olsen started out super hot, but he's got like one touchdown in the last seven yeah, games. can you? What do you do? With, what do you do with
1: him now? Like I have a I have also have a handsome friend who has a situation where he <laughs> has uh, one ball. Uh, he has a, a can start uh a, a Greg Olsen or can start a Cameron break with the with the uh, matchup against New Orleans uh
0: what 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 do you What does this cocksucker need to do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> See. Yeah, you can play Cameron break, I guess. But the thing is you But you traded for Greg Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> I need it, need
1: it, need it. This friend here. I mean, I mean, I mean my friend traded for Greg Olsen.
2: Uh So, over the last four weeks, Greg Olsen, tight end 15, tight end 17, tight end 18, and then, like, tight end 21. You don't want anything. He's not scoring. This offense just looks broken. Uh, They're going to Ted Ginn, and it's affecting uh, Olsen's targets overall, and when he's not getting targets, he's never been a great touchdown threat. And Uh, we're
0: seeing Olsen drop some passes, being frustrated. Uh, Something that never happens, making some miscues. So, uh... Agreed. Yeah.
2: I mean, if you owned a lot of these Panthers, you're probably out of the playoffs, in all honesty. Sorry, sorry about it, but yeah, Greg Olson, unless you have a superior option that's like a top five, top six option, I think you go with Greg Olson. Um, other than that, Kelvin Benjamin... Oh. Boom bust as usual. Like I told you, like he's not. the booms are not that big of booms either. You're not good. He's not back. that good. Right. They threw it to it ten times last week when he catched two passes. Yeah. Guy's a bum. Stop, stop trying to tell me he's good.
0: He makes well. He does when he, when he does make a nice catch. It's kind of a sick play.
2: He makes yeah. like, a sick play, and you remember that, not the mediocre. Here's game. the thing. Uh, I agree with you. No. Here's the thing. It wouldn't even be a sick catch if he was an average wide receiver. But he cannot create separation, yeah. so he has to make sick catches with his body. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Cam Newton ranked last year's number one fantasy scorer. I think he went over four hundred points, which doesn't happen very often. This year, he's the sixteenth ranked quarterback behind our feudal Blake Bortles. That is crazy. What
1: it, he, so he's ranked, in one yeah, less game? Can tell me this. So he's yeah ranked, in one less game. He's ranked sixteen.
0: Sixteen. What's
1: Aaron Rodgers ranked?
0: One. Number one.
1: Number are we talking over this is the, the season? season. Yeah, whole season. So other season, Rodgers number one? Is one.
0: What about Russell Wilson? Behind him at seventeen. And one behind.
1: And where's Andrew Gannon. Luck?
0: Seven. Andrew Luck is now seven.
1: Those were the top
2: four for pretty much almost everybody across the industry. Don't draft quarterbacks high. Yeah. I, I can't say it anymore. The number one quarterback will always regress to the mean. But the interesting point I want to make here is.
1: The ones that dropped off were the ones that gave you a lot of yards running. Yeah. And, and look, and you look at Russell and Cam, those running yards that they
0: had last year are not there this year. Andrew Luck, who's the quarterback of everyone of my teams, not talking about this about me, but he was the guy that people were down on. You, could, you were able to get him in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron Rodgers was like a second rounder, maybe a third rounder. He was probably the highest drafted. Or Cam was the highest can Russell and Aaron, but Aaron's doing it. He's getting it done. He'll, he's got 29 touchdowns. Breeze's got 30. Let's move on uh, to uh, I think we're done with the Panthers, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. Alright. Um, yep. Before we go on to this next uh, matchup, let's uh, have a listen to our sponsor. Alright, the Bengals at the Browns.
1: Battle of Ohio. I think Stag Party wants to run Stag through this Party thing wants in a fast way.
2: Because this has got to be the most boring
1: game. Yeah, I don't game. need to
2: talk. I'm going to shut up. You're insane. This game's going to be awesome. Okay. It's Hugh Jackson against oh, true. Cincinnati again. They're getting RG3 back at quarterback. They're coming off a bye week. They're at home. It's one of their smallest spreads of the season. Could the Cleveland Browns win this one? Get a victory they one victory of the season. I sort of like it. I don't bet. I don't bet online. But, like, if there's a calculated risk, they're 2-10 against the spread this season. If there's a calculated risk I'm willing to take on the Browns, which I never really am, this would be the week to do it. You know, home teams coming off buys. They always seem to play well. Getting Robert Griffin back, who seemed to have a lot of rapport with Terrell Pryor, um, you know, with Corey Coleman in the little limited time they had together, You know, I like that sort of, you know, duo. I really like Pryor this week, even though Cincinnati was his worst fantasy game of the season. I still like his upside in this one. Corey Coleman's an interesting DFS start throw. Uh, Gary Barnage, 5 for 50. The rest of the guys, you know, Isaiah Crowell had a pretty good game against them last time. Rushed for over 60 yards on, you know, just 12, 13 carries, but scored a touchdown. I think a similar game could be in line for isaac crowell making him a back end sort of rb2 flex play for you this week with a little bit of safety uh and that pretty much sums up the browns i'm excited to see rg3 it looks like he's gonna be back in there he thinks he's the starter the the reporters are making you know notes that he's gonna be the starter so i like it and that's all i got on cleveland this could be a game where they win flipping over to cincinnati um If you think differently than me, play every single Cincinnati player you want to play. Tyler Eifert's probably the number one tight end option of the week.
0: My friend Um, is going to love hearing that.
2: (laughs) Number one of the week. Um, Jeremy Hill. Houdini, remember how I keep telling you a couple weeks ago that there's going to be weeks when you want to play Jeremy Hill? This is the week? This is the week you want to play Jeremy Hill. He's, we know he's going to get a boatload of touches He had, what, 22 But only gained 33 30 rushing yards <laughs> like that's But he did score a touchdown last week Yes, yes, yes And got a couple catches Like he's been since Geo's had So this is the week you want to play Jeremy Hill Rexburg uh, had? No oh. um, uh, He only got <laughs> Remember, he got a lot of snaps Because they were spelling Jeremy Hill didn't. They, they needed him a lot in the passing game uh, Andy Dalton was great last week. Uh, the last time Andy Dalton played the Cleveland Browns, he was a part of the Millionaire Maker lineup. So if you want to go back to that DFS, you just got to remember he's not going to have AJ Green. So you got to temper your expectations a little bit. Tyler Boyd, I think, is a pretty good play this week, along Lafell, with Brandon LaFell. Now
1: LaFell was the one that was the guy that came through uh, with, with flushes and, 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 and stuff for you last week. Boyd is giving you. You know, okay, you're getting the targets, and you're giving you know six to, to seven catches, fifty to seventy yards. It's is is he going to be able to to have a, a big break type play like you know like LaFell? I now just, LaFell his before this ninety five had done absolutely garbage in the previous four weeks. I thought people understand. I think he had more than like less than forty
0: yards in every single game. But we've been talking about LaFell more than we ever thought we would. I'm True, that's well. So.
2: Since AJ Green went down, pretty much just disregarded that he even played in that game. Since AJ Green went down, their stats are pretty much identical through three games. Like no difference in targets, no difference in catches, no difference in yardage, and no difference in touchdowns.
0: Meaning so, Boyd for their own for their own stats. Boyd and LaFelle have done yes. the same thing.
1: Yes. Well if you do the it's average, good. right?
2: But Lafelle had the bigger one big one one big, big game. game. Right. But yeah. Boyd's been the consistent guy, but that's sort of the guy he is. He's not a game-breaking type receiver. LaFell has a little bit of that. So another guy who got really involved last week and even dropped an even bigger play was Cody Core. He's a guy with some speed, who if you're looking sort of for that free square in DFS for a guy who's, you know, dead cheap, who could maybe burn the Browns deep, that could be a good option for you. But, yeah, start all... The Cincinnati Bengals, if you'd like.
0: Awesome. I've burned the brown deep once or twice in my life.
1: Are we done with that game?
0: Yep. All right, well.
1: It's
2: 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Love
0: it. All right. Well, I'm not even, even going to do a pyro problem with this one. That was Jake and Elwood. <laughs> they did it for us. Chicago... We're smoking our Marlboros right now, driving, and we got a a big bullhorn on the top of our car, so we're doing it up.
2: We're uh, going just, <laughs> streaking to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> the bullhorn, hang on. On the motorcycle, you two girls, tell your friends, Free parking, Three parking. Three parking. two dollars cover charge only, oh, soon That's a lot of entertainment. Two dollars, for
0: two dollars. For two dollars. Just uh, let's do a quick interlude. If you don't know what this movie is or you haven't seen it, it's the Blues Brothers. If you haven't seen this movie, you have got to make sure of one thing, that you see this movie. If you have seen this movie, you have to make sure of two things. You see it again, and while you're doing it, you dance during anything James Brown and anything musical.
1: Well, because... Yeah.
0: Christ, yeah, it's, it's the greatest. <laughs> I've said this the last. Time we played it. Houdini said we did this soundbite <laughs> 120 so shows ago. 120-seven shows ago. My dad was buddies with the with the stunt with John Belushi's stunt man, the guy that actually did the flips down the aisle was my dad's buddy. I remember he used to come over every once in a while. I don't remember his name, but uh, hilarious stuff. He was always John Belushi's uh, stunt double. R.I.P. Gone too soon. This movie's the greatest. Love it. Let's go on to the Bears at the Lions. Uh, let's start with... Can I just say one thing, and I'm not going to be talking too much about this uh, Bears matchup. I kind of like Barkley. You know what? He- <laughs> I kind of think he's very accurate. He makes a lot of plays. They've been dropping passes like crazy. This guy, he's a pretty good... If he's not, a, if he's not a, the best backup... That we can have for the rest of the time in the screen. I think he's good. He no. makes plays. That's a, that's a bad boy. He should be
1: holding the clipboard here for the next 10 years. He he's, is Brian Hoyer. No, he's, he's not. But Brian Hoyer's <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. okay. You didn't mean that as a
0: slight. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he's a, in a positive way. <laughs> he is Brian Hoyer. Like, what's the difference? Better than Brock Os-
2: wide, oh. no doubt. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at starting Matt Barkley. You probably shouldn't. Somehow, remember, That the Detroit Lions Were the absolute worst team Against quarterbacks Through seven weeks in the regular season And then They've hit a stretch of crappy quarterbacks Over, you know, sort of a five week stretch here And are allowing 10.3 fantasy points To opposing quarterbacks Over the last five weeks And while that might include some Brock Osweiler And Sam Bradford and Blake Bortles And Sam Bradford It also includes Drew Brees at home so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to start Barkley For his receivers, Marquise Wilson was supposed to be the number one going into that game. Pulled his groin early in the first quarter. You know, barely got back on the field. So, can you trust him? No. Can you trust Cameron Meredith? No. Eddie Royal was out. Can you trust him? No. Can you trust How's Josh? Bell- Bell-
0: How is Bellamy still on the team? Well, he dropped another one of the easiest ca- catches. Two. <laughs> for a long. He
1: would have had he would have had 160 yards uh, and a touchdown if he would have just made that one. Was like is there
0: a knock going here? Didn't we say this last week? he you know, we, you know, we almost said 200 yards last week. But this no, is also why. Oh, you're right. That's This is smart. also why
1: you got to look at Matt Barkley and go. He's putting the ball in the right spot. Guys are Very dropping the accurate. goddamn ball. I mean, it was eight drops two weeks ago. I don't know what it was ten. this last week. Ten two weeks ago. Ten two, ten two weeks, weeks, weeks ago. Ten two weeks ago. Five Ooh. this week.
2: But yeah, I, I still can't start Barkley. No, 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 and, and Bellamy. We're you, just Bears fans. You can't so that's I trust him. The no. only guy you can trust in this motherfucking offense is Howard. Jordan motherfucking Howard and. You just have to trust that John Fox is going to continuously give him the ball. What? I don't know if that's true because they will not run against stacked boxes, according to John Fox. So Detroit's probably just going to stack the box and make somebody else beat them. Because these what? guys have all proven that their liability is on the outside. You may say that, but I'm going to I'm going to believe in this, and I
1: know that the weather was a big factor in it, in, and in, in the way that that game started out with what no passes completed for the first quarter or whatever. But he had 32 carries in that game. That was his first major, major, major workload. Now, and he gave, and not only did he produce with it, gave you the three touchdowns. Were Not for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott doing what they're doing in Dallas. This guy is the rookie of the year. And, you know, you look at the fact that this guy was a fifth-round pick. So, for where Howard was taking what he's doing, where the Bears have with anything, at this point in time, how can you not... Understand, and I believe what if there's the stat you you can find it if it's there. I believe he's either number one or number two in the league uh, with yards after contact, averaging like two point
0: two yards after contact. That's pretty ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: he right now is number ten, and he's gonna have a thousand yards in the season. And I think that's a good point. If there weren't these rookies that were doing some of this magical stuff in Dallas. He's he's legit. So hopefully they do keep giving him the workload. Love what I see. I love when when Stags sees Langford gonna carry. It's as if he just saw like his best friend like make out his girlfriend. Like, oh, they fucking Langford. Why are they giving this fucking guy? Like, I just look at our Twitter feed and feed. There's a lot of Langford hate over there.
1: As we're talking about Bears uh, and running backs. Uh, sad news today. Yeah. Uh, Sean Salam. Sean Salam was found dead, uh, 42 years old. Uh, sad news. Uh, don't know what the cause of death was.
0: I'm dead in a park. In a park? i really. in a park in Boulder. Shit. So, so I know that he, he liked his drugs. I actually had a couple buddies that were in a fraternity that did some boomers with him. His Heisman Trophy winning season. <laughs> if you don't know what boomers are, take a look, look that up. Uh, <laughs> I think he was the
1: leading he, rusher in the XFL
0: in their one in their one, uh I thought season. that was he-hate-me. No, he was a defensive back, he-hate-me. Okay. Um, Kick or turn? Well, Rashawn Salon, that sucks. Heisman Trophy winner, a Bears first round. They drafted him first round, 24th pick or whatever. Actually had a great rookie season. And then just. 1,000 yards, and then he yeah, thinking about
1: 600 something yards the rest of his career.
0: Oh, wow. That sucks. R- RIP to you, buddy. Anything, anything else you want to talk about? Um, the
2: Lions are tough against RBs, allowing the, uh, what, the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. So if you're looking for a great matchup for Howard and you think he's going to go off again, I don't see it. In that last game, the one thing he didn't do is sort of get free. He only had one carry with over five yards. Mm. So that's all volume But hey, we can blame some of it on the weather Mm. We know we can, we saw it But uh, yeah I mean, start Howard and avoid everybody else In my opinion Cool, let's go over to the lion's side of the ball Stafford,
0: keeping it going Uh, You like him I mean, let's do your thing Against the Bears, don't you like everyone (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't really love Theo Riddick because the Bears are tough against opposing running backs. They're very good against opposing running backs in the pass game. Uh, they they only allowed 309 yards on the season, which is under, like, 25 yards a game. So they're pretty good at limiting passes and dump-off passes to the opposing running backs. But that's mostly because their corners can get toasted. It should be great things for... Uh, you know, Golden Tate again if he's back Is uh, he going to give another smirk? Yeah, maybe
1: hmm. Maybe he, he had that one catch and he's just like Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's, yeah. A, he's a cheese bag It
1: should be good things for Marvin he, Jones he's if a, he's, he's back he's a, he's, a, he's a what? Cheese bag Did you get me my cheese wheels, boy?
0: <laughs> yes He got them for you <laughs> Go on, what do you got with Marvin Jones? And well, let's close out this game and get to the next one. Well one
1: thing I w I'll let interject before you get to Marvin Jones. The one thing that I would be concerned a little bit about with Matthew Stafford, you know, is that the Bears got six sacks uh, on, on Kaepernick and, and on the 49ers last week. Leonard Floyd got two sacks, so this rookie was back. Uh, he is starting to become disruptive. You do have Pernell McPhee. You got you do got guys and they're gonna be playing on that on the fast track surface, so just let's let's see what happens.
0: You know, it, it, that team it's playing for jobs too. For next everybody, yeah. Willie Young. I mean, you got
1: you got some guys now that you're starting to to, to make a difference. And, and Floyd just is starting to prove now. He's uh, got six sacks already on the year, so he's a half sack behind Willie Young for the team lead. So not bad for the rookie. Love
2: it. Just start Stafford. It's it's getting they're at <laughs> home. It, I don't care about how good we think the Bears are against Kaepernick. This offensive line's different. Get, they get the ball out of Stafford's hands so quickly. So quickly, yes. That that's true. We're asking these corners to tackle guys like Golden Tate and Anquan Bolden in the open field, and it just shouldn't work out. So I'm playing Stafford if I've got him. I think he's a top 10 play. Ebron is the wild card. He could be huge in this game, or he could be nothing. The Bears are down. Still two of their top linebackers. But. On the season, they've been fairly good against tight ends. Linebacking changes though make, makes it sort of a different play. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Kwiatkowski did a
1: decent job last week, but that was in the snow. This is going to be where you're going to be. If you don't have the speed to, to cover a guy, it gets exposed in the dome on the turf. And a Bell
0: Berdyski. How much for the little girl? The
1: women. How much
0: for the women? What? Your women, I, I I want to buy your
3: women,
0: the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, all right, let's do it. I think that's enough. Ebron's gotta step it up. He's gotta step it up. He's gotta be better. He should be he should be a top he should be a top five Tight end in this league and he's just not. I, I want to see more out of that guy. He's done it a couple times this year, but come on Ebron. Make it happen. You're in Campbell's commercials, you gotta get fantasy points. Alright, let's move on to the Jets and the 49ers, but before we do so, let's listen to this. The Jets. I don't know. I'm gonna say one thing and it's political. Mike Pence was up in the uh in the booth with uh, Woody Johnson or what his name. I think the team was like Fuck that guy. Let's shit the bed. This game. I'm out. I won't say anything else. This is an Indiana guy. I know, but he was in. He was I know he was in. He was, he was hanging out. out. Was, the the was like, "Fuck that." Well, that was a protest. Yeah, I think it was a protest. Maybe game. it was a protest game. Maybe they look so. They bad. protest against playing football. Is, is uh, does does uh, Bulls get fired? Pretty much. Is he? <sighs> he does. He just does. He has that kind of. I like him a lot. I think he's a great coach. I think he. I think he's got. But he's got that. Almost deer in headlights, sideline uh, effect. I like, think. But I, I
1: don't know that I can blame him.
0: What have they given him?
1: It's a new GM too, and I, I don't think that the GM hired Bowles. So they both report to to Woody. I, I, no, I'm they also, both uh, came in at the same time. But they, but they both report to uh, to the owner or whoever's above them. It, it's they don't. It's not like the GM has direct power over Bowles. They both actually direct report up. I actually heard this like in a Florio. I don't one know. One. So it's a weird. It's a weird thing. But look, that's dumb. It is dumb. That, but that,
2: it, that's it, like Hahn that, reporting to Kenny Williams, but Rickcon also directly reports to Ryan Stewart. Yeah, right, and that's dumb. Which is why <laughs> it takes organizations like that a
1: bunch of years to figure it out and get it right. <laughs> and now that we're, we're finally there for the White Sox, so we'll see what, what happens here with the Jets. But my point being, I look at this roster. Is this a roster where you're going to judge bowls on? You have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Geno Smith every other piece of crap that you could could scrape up at quarterback. Hackenberg Hackenberg and Bryce Petty. You're you're invested in, in Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and, you know, well, at least with Marshall and Forte. Here are two guys that didn't work out in Chicago, and you're thinking it's just going to work out for you here, okay? Decent players, but these are all older players. What are the young players that you've allowed him, what are the young players that you as a GM have drafted That show promise for him to be able
2: to excel. He was a defensive guy. Defensive side of the ball. You got Leonard Williams. You got Muhammad Wilkerson, who sometimes who's maybe going to be gone. Sheldon Sheldon Richardson. Richardson. Richardson, Yeah. Darren Lee, who got burnt and toasted by Dwayne Allen multiple times. But you're also
1: hampered with that big contract of Daryl Revis, who now has become so old and it's just it's so exposed.
2: You know so. Yeah, I mean I, I get what you're saying. Just there's talent on the defensive side. I'm not blaming Bulls. They're they're not showing up on the defensive side, especially in the defensive backfield. So, yeah, I mean, if Kaepernick's back out there, I think he's a good start again. He's gonna be it's he, gonna they, be a, he's,
0: fine. He's, he's it's gonna
2: be a risky as shit, but yeah, I mean look they're wide receivers, I don't think any of those guys are great plays. But Vance McDonald I mean, one of them is gonna come out with a fairly good game. Me telling you which one is like not happening. I think this is. The, you want to
1: know who it is? Go with the revenge game. Go, Curly. X Jet. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I,
3: I'll,
0: I'll take a guy that's playing against like former team. Cap- they'll always play. They'll always play uh, uh, harder. Wilson well, Kaepernick. He had the lowest scoring game, uh, lowest point total, most yards ever. For a starting quarterback, was it two for four or four yards before he got yanked? He
2: had more sacks. He had five passing sacks
0: four, four pass yards. But how I mean literally four passing yards before he was yanked.
2: The thing is, how do you give a guy four <laughs> attempts and expect him to get going? Like the only the only time the Bears got going is when they started throwing the ball and attacking, but Chip Kelly felt like not attacking was the route to go. But I don't give a shit. Let's just hit the Jets real quick. Matt Forte against San Francisco. It should be a great play for him, but the Jets are going all the way across the country. Um, I I don't know if that's going to affect them much. They're on a short week. They're starting a rookie quarterback, but it should be good things for Forte. I think Forte's a good play, but I I think you just got to temper expectations because this offense has just been putrid. But, yeah, it's Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte, and that's it. Okay. And even with Marshall, it's like, do I really want to play Marshall? He's not a safe play. He's a boom-bust wide receiver three. I
1: don't like Marshall. You know, it's it's one of these things. This would be a game. There's going to be one of these games where he's going to put up a huge monster game, just to to put it. This probably is that one because it's one of those games where it would be like, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of you. You know, you, you seem like a cancer, but he also knows how to play for contracts and how to how to how to, how to finish out with at least something to, to go back on. He hasn't had like a real signature game in the past month and a half, two eight weeks. He needs it, so I could easily see that being this game, especially after the duh that they played. At least they're not at home, so they're they're never gonna play. I don't want to start any jet, especially at home. I think they're better starts on the road. <laughs>
2: Okay. Are we so done with this I, game? I, I'm Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall, but Marshall's a wide receiver, three, boom-bust type play. Um, we talked about Kaepernick, how I think he's a good play. I don't love Carlos Hyde, but he just always seems to get a lot of opportunities, gets red zone work when yep. they get down there. So he's good RB, too. for that, though. Tough defense, yep. though. Yeah,
0: definitely. they looked garbage last night, though, but not necessarily to the running game. Uh, anything on the wide receivers? You like your, your revenge game for
2: Curly? Yep. Uh, so one of them is going to do it, but picking which one is, hasn't worked all season. I like Vance McDonald in this game. Uh, he's been their most consistent targeted threat you know, outside of last week. I just got to throw those numbers away from last week mm. because it, it was just, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Blah, that's what you say. Let's get to a good fantasy game.
0: Nice. Uh, my pyro promo is: I love you guys. Keep up the good work. We're kicking it, kicking our butt, on, kicking butt on this stuff. It's been a great season. It's amazing that we're uh, sitting here talking uh, in-game stuff in week 14. Uh, so. Just love, love the fact, the, the commitment that uh, you guys got. That's my Pyro promo. So, heads up. We had a great meeting on Sunday, talking business, doing all that stuff. We had Pyro Mo in the mix coming uh, from Grand Rapids. I love Pymo. 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 Watch the football, talking. And it was good stuff, man. Just love the dedication. So, hats off to you two guys. And all you listeners as well should be taking your hat off right now. because. Houdini and uh, and Stag Party put a lot towards this, so awesome stuff. Let's go to the Saints at Bucks. This one seems like it could be a good, good game. Time. This could be the one. Start everyone! <laughs> oh
1: my god. This is where when you looked at strength of schedule for like this division, this is this was where it all happens because especially for these two teams. You know, now, now, the Buccaneers' defense has been playing a lot better uh, in, in the last five, four or five games. But prior to that, you would look at this and just go, oh my god, fantasy gold. Uh, do you have the over-under yeah. in this one? It's the is only,
0: it only over-under over that's over 50 points. It opened at 51, and it's gone up to 51.5 since. That's, so this is the only over 50. So there's, Vegas is saying this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, love this one's and it's a this is a, an afternoon game, so we're fired up. We got a good one in that. Uh, what do you guys got to say about uh, the New Orleans side? The visitors
2: play Drew Brees, even though he's on the road. Yep, play Michael Thomas, play Brandon Cooks, uh, Lily Sneed, maybe you know, he's, he's, he hasn't been great. He's boomer bust, but he's been better than Cooks in some games, he's been better than Thomas in some games. So it just depends. And then Kobe Fleener, it looked like he was the back leading tight end, even though he got a lot of his sort of yards and garbage time. And he
0: dropped the touchdown. That yeah, was right in his hand.
2: For sure. Right in the basket, just dropped the fucker. Mm-hmm. The, the hip catch. <laughs> the hip catch. And then uh, Mark Ingram, Tim Hightower, both probably decent plays. Ingram's the guy you want to own, though. Is he going to be okay You know, with the toe? That... He, he was fine when he came back.
1: It's just one of those things where you, when he left, it was like, man, what the hell? I mean, you know he probably got a shot of cortisone or something in there to make a stop.
0: He's had, obviously, two weeks ago he had an enormous game. But it's a weird... It's a weird backfield to watch As If you're an owner of uh, Ingram You drafted him probably in the second or third round It's a little weird right now Because Hightower gets so much action but, but, and, and Ingram's awesome I know that you're high on him And I have him on a team or two But it's, it's, it's strange It doesn't feel like Coach Payton Is in love with Ingram Mel Mayerday.
3: Pointing pair I prayed so hard for you It saddens and hurts me that the two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves.
1: Quick thing about that, uh, my my first fantasy league ever, the, the two
2: divisions were the filthy mouths, And the bad attitudes.
0: (laughs) Nice. Ghost egg
2: party. The thing is, Hightower was just sort of phased out last week. He only saw 13 snaps, had just three touches total. Uh, Wasn't very involved. It was all Ingram and Travars Cadet because they they played a lot of catch-up, and Cadet actually played the most snaps of any of their running backs uh, last week, and it was sort of the first time that's happened in a long, long time. So there's a bunch of weeks where cadets have been you know, inactive and things along those lines. So it's a tough backfield to figure out. Ingram's the guy you want to own. Hightower, though, has been very, very good over the last you know, five, six, seven weeks. So he, if you're looking for a flex play, you could do worse. But yeah, I think you can start all the Saints when you go over to Tampa Bay. You can start Jameis Winston. This is the game you were looking for.
1: You could, uh, s-
2: you could start Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a top one. I like told
1: two. you he's my draft guy. And yeah. you know, this this is and especially I love it when Evans, you know, coming
2: off of a so-so week, bring it. He's gonna he's gonna bring it. Evans, Brait, play them both. Jameis, all plays. I'm not playing any of these secondary receivers like Humphreys. Cecil Shorts looked like he tore up everything in his knee. Oh. So he's, he's going to be gone. So they're promoting uh, Josh Huff from the practice squad. He's not going to be a fantasy asset. I'm not playing any of these secondary he's an ass, receivers. He's not an asset. Uh, <laughs> but Doug Martin, also probably in play for you this week, should get a lot of volume. But also Jaquiz Rogers was there in the passing oh. game. Charles Sims is due back this week. Yeah, he's practicing. So it's going to be a tougher backfield to figure out with all three of those guys involved and how they distribute carries uh, for the rest of the season. But right now, you got to believe in Tim Hightower as the most likely to get guy to get work.
0: And one thing to remember is Doug this, Martin, this, not Doug Doug Martin. this same matchup happens in two weeks. Week 16 yeah. in, your in your championship week. We're all loving this. It's the highest... Uh, Open, over, under game. And in week 16, these same teams are playing each other. So hopefully you'll be able to see a lot of points and a lot of menagerie of fantasy football um, action happening because if you have players in this team and you're able to make it to the championship week in week 16, it's a re- repeat performance. I, and I, and
1: I'm, I'm heavy on the Tampa side. It's, it's For me, it's, it's, as you know, I'm a big Jameis guy here. I got Jameis and Evans,
0: and those are my two guys I need to ride in two different leagues. Uh, take me home, baby. And Evans is due. He's obviously had an amazing season, but the last couple of weeks, eye tests, and and, and, and um, it just 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 uh, the amount of uh, targets and action he's getting is down compared to what has been going on in the previous also, part of the season. I so have Brate well.
1: too. So that's the other thing. Cause that's, that's, oh, I'm sorry. My friend has brakes and he's going to start him over over Greg Olson. I don't that's think right. anybody's buying it
0: anymore. What, the friend part? Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't have friends. Yeah, we don't have friends. You guys do you not know, like, even my like yeah, friends.
0: Come like, on. Like, I don't buy it. This, these putts don't have any friends. Uh, all right, let's go. Anything else to talk about in this one? I mean, just start them all. That's it. Screw it. Good. Um, all right, let's do a, uh, we got it out here. Let's do it. Listen to this. Help us out. Keep the lights on. Pay for our hosting. We love you. And we are going to get back into the second to last game of the afternoon. The Falcons heading to the L.A. Coliseum to play the Rams. I don't know. Do you think right now is is, uh, is, is Fisher being like, yeah, the Falcons? They got a great running back in um,
2: <laughs> Michael Turner.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Michael's really good. Who's like? Who's even older than that? Uh, Who's the guy that? that, Who? Yeah, Jamal. That's that's, the dirty bird, Jamal. Jamal. We just we want to we want to keep keep Jamal Anderson out of the out of the end zone. We don't want to see the dirty bird dance. Yeah, Jamal
2: (laughs) Anderson. and Work done. Nerd dynamic
0: duo. Work done. Doing some great things, building houses. We just don't want him scoring against us. What a debate! There was actually a funny thing on the Come On Man last night where he was reaching in every pocket to grab his uh, red flags. You see that Fisher? I think Dickerson is pushing. Uh, he's basically a thorn in the side. I think he's going to help get Fisher fired. Can
1: I, can I throw one more uh, old old uh, Falcon running back? How about Gerald Riggs? That's who I was looking at, Riggs. Gerald That's Riggs. How I was
0: That's us. All right, Riggs. Riggs. <laughs> I'm sitting on the shitter, and I can't get up, or it's going to explode, Riggs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. All right. Uh, stag party. Just take it away.
2: Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan started off the season hotter than anybody. Slowed down a little bit over the last five weeks. He's been more of a back-end QB1 than the overall QB1. So... Yeah, temper expectations a little bit against the Rams. The Rams do play better on defense at home. They're averaging under 12 points per game allowed at home. It's unbelievable. Watch. Those scores
0: that you watch against that Rams, that defense is legit. Against good teams, you look at the scores, they're just so low. So, Can you imagine if they had an offense yeah. that they could play with? They could just score some points. And actually, the only they actually that, do have seven wins, right?
1: And the only team that like no. that, that destroyed no. that that defense was uh, was Sean Payton and, and the Saints, which was the payback. Greg Williams, who's the defensive coordinator, was the guy that that screwed over Payton Boarding, and everybody else with the bounty
2: gates. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, who who do you want to sit here? The Falcons have been so good. Play Julio, duh. Played DeMar- uh, Devonta Freeman, duh. Like, Tevin Coleman, you know, hasn't been great since coming back from his injury. He did score a touchdown on that first game. But last week, didn't look as involved in the offense. They He just couldn't break a big one. They, they looked like they were trying to get him the ball, and they tried to get him touchdowns and tried to get him lots of touches. It just didn't, you know, sort of break his way. But... Okay, Freeman okay. just
0: looks so good.
2: Yeah, that guy's disgusting. And you're just watching the games in this offensive line and the, the sort of minute things they do with their offensive line and the zone blocking scheme of you know, Kyle Shanahan is awesome to watch. Now, can it ruin Julio? Yes, because he has one of the highest target shares in the league outside of the red zone. And when they get in the red zone... It just changes. He's it's, the
0: lowest target, red target guy in the red zone on his team. It's ridiculous. Yes. The fifth, the fifth lowest. Fifth I, lowest. I mean, when
2: country. you're looking at yeah. main weapons, yeah, that's pretty low.
0: <laughs> and it sucks because they don't, they don't, they move them around, and when they're in the red zone, we saw it. There, there was one play. I was like, "Put Julio in motion." There's nothing going over on that side, and then they do that, and they go and. Matt Ryan doesn't even look over to the right side of the field that one time, and it's just they do not. It's weird. They must not have they, confidence in or him, or they just use him as the ultimate decoy. Well, it's not working.
1: Yeah, for my I, and for a guy that has that type of <laughs> jumping ability, and the, and the, uh, you know, Dez who's shorter than him or whatever, you just toss him the ball and he goes up
0: and gets it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, but it hasn't happened pretty much at any point in his career, so I'm not suddenly expecting it to happen now. Um, things just don't happen. Like, there's no major change going to be made right now because this team's been rolling on offense. Hard to see them making changes. It's always Devonta Freeman's getting a crack or two at the end zone, and it usually works out. So hard or, to... or a
0: pitch out on the on the sides uh, to Tevin, but obviously Tevin's been injured and hasn't been doing it lately, but if that can change, if that can turn around, we'll see. Right now, they're obviously favoring that game. The over-under there is 46. Um... Let's go over to the Rams side of the ball and start with God. well, Taylor
2: Gabriel. I don't really want to start against the Rams, but he's got so much upside. Rams actually do shut down number one receivers, so maybe it's a tougher game for Julio, where Taylor Gabriel needs to be involved. He's been great over the last five weeks. Austin Hooper, you know, looks to be hitting that rookie wall to where he's he's just
1: he's just also never going to give you like a five. Catch game yeah. for, for seventy yards
0: and a touchdown. You're just hoping for We're a touchdown. You get one big
1: play out of him and you're hoping it's a touchdown. That's that, that's what you get. Yeah. And this
0: week, the last week, he uh, he had a a, a pass interference happen in the touchdown for him. Next play, you're getting uh, Freeman with a one yarder. Right. And he, uh, let's go to the golf side. Let's go to the the Rams. So you know, again, you get you have you know, Falcons defense that is not very good.
1: So. But again, this is this is the, the dilemma of the week. Everyone that has the best matchups are some of the worst offenses that are out there. But if you're a girly owner, I think that you have to feel better about this matchup than you have about pretty much any other matchup that you've seen in, in, in the past uh well, this whole season, so you know, at least you have that going for you. I think Which Kenny, is nice. Kenny Britt is also still a legitimate play this week, just because of, of again the defense and the fact that you know, look what look what they did when they played against New Orleans. Okay, another team in the same division that also has a shoddy defense. Golf that was his that was his, his second game. Remember, I said it was kind of like were they setting it up, giving that first game so he could get against the bad defense after that, and all of a sudden look better. This is an opportunity for that type of thing as well. I just don't know that I would want to
2: start anybody else outside of of Britt. Britt, You know, it's hard to even start Britt. It is. He's having a great season, but you look at it. How many weeks have you wanted to start Britt? Over the last five weeks, he's wide receiver thirteen on the season. He's wide receiver seventeen. But it's still Kenny Britt, and it's still the Los Angeles Rams offense. You don't want to start him. And you don't want to start him, but he's more of a wide receiver three. He's not a bad play. Tavon Austin, you know, he missed last week. Does he get back? Uh, Because he missed last week, uh, both Kenny Britt and Brian Quick played 94% of the snaps. So that's something interesting. We'll see how that breaks out. But if Tavon Austin's back, it could be an interesting week for him. As the big play guy against Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't have, you know, their top corner in Desmond Trufant anymore this season, and the rest of their guys on the defensive backfield are shoddy. They give up the most receiving yards to opposing running backs on the season. They're bad against tight ends. So if you want to start Lance Kendricks, it's not an awful weeks to do so. But, the but I think there's better options. Yeah,
1: because you're you're just not getting the type of targets that you were getting for Lance Kendricks when it was when it was uh, Keenum under yeah, center he when he was getting uh, it was I think it was 27 targets in three weeks. Uh, you're not seeing that from Kendricks right now. You're hoping to get five targets.
0: Nice. Well, uh, before we go to the next game, I'll do a quick uh, Pyro promo and. Uh, Kind of forgot what I was gonna talk about there because I didn't. On to that. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I got it. Sign up for our mailing list, the Pyro uh, Heat Check. It comes out every Saturday. Didn't come out this week. I'll take my cold, my sickness, and some other preparation I needed. Sorry about that. But sign up for this thing. It gives a review of what we're doing, all of our pieces during the week. Sign up for our newsletter, and uh, we, we would appreciate it. Let's grow that list, and um, that's that. All right, we'll move on to the Seahawks. This is the last game of the afternoon. Seahawks at the Packers, and uh, this one should be pretty exciting let's see what let's see what the uh, what covers.com has this one uh. while,
1: while you look that up the one thing that I had to say about this matchup for sure because these are two teams that I just don't like
0: yeah use of unnecessary violence in the apprehension of the Blues brothers has been approved <laughs> 46.5 and it's stu- open and it's stuck there and actually the you know the Seahawks are favored in this matchup and it's at, in, in Green Bay at in Green Bay yeah.
2: The thing is, is it's going to be tough for Seattle. Can they get running against Green Bay? I like Thomas Rawls in this game, however. Green Bay's sort of changed on defense to where they're not as strong against the run as they were earlier in the season. Um, over the last five weeks, they just haven't been as good. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs at over 20 fantasy points of games. Please play uh, you know Thomas Rawls if you're an owner. They've also given up a ton of work to slot receivers over the last couple weeks. Been getting beat up by the likes of pretty much everyone. Doug Baldwin's probably a very strong play, along with Jimmy Graham, who also plays a little bit in the slot. Well, how about the guy that,
1: that finally kind of reemerged in the offense last week? What about Tyler Lockett? Because this is the fantasy playoffs, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things. Okay, so let's 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 take fantasy playoffs out of it and let's turn it then to DFS because you know I'm not sure where where his pricing is, but he's not going to be a high end price type guy. And we we see the ability that he has. Is it finally where it's starting to click again? Where you know this is all the things that we thought we were going to get from him. On a regular basis this season, he's got
0: to be available on the waiver wire. He could be in a lot of leagues. I mean, I, I can't imagine him not being in most leagues. He's been so bad this year, like That's people have to I'll, have I'll have check,
1: I'll check of, his
2: ownership yeah, in yeah, CBS. It's still, up. over the last five weeks, he's averaging just twenty-three. Or he has twenty-three targets, so he's getting four or five targets a game. They they they're giving him three rushes. Uh, they they given him three rushes in that time. He, he just happened to take one for a seventy five yard score. There's nothing I'm that encouraged about with Tyler Lockett's usage to think about using him. He's out there.
1: Only uh, he's available seventy six percent of CBS leagues. So so he's out there. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, this is just one of those ones because these games. Because you look at what the Packers have. Have just not done. You also have the wackiness that usually is when the Packers and the Seahawks get together. That it gets to some weird, weird type games. And with this one too, not knowing exactly 100% what the weather is going to be like, but that it could be bad. And the fact that you know here's a guy that, that excels with the, the kick returns and all that type of stuff. Can you get him the ball in open field? And you, you kind of can against this defense in ways. Uh, you know, it might be able to do some damage. I just, I just think it's, it's one of those sneaky type plays. Obviously, uh, most people don't have him on their team, and if you do, it's, it's it scares the piss out of them in a
0: playoff zone. Yeah. But DFS. as we said, as, and, uh, as Jimmy, we said he's the number one uh, tight end right now. He would probably even be higher. He, he, somehow, he keeps on trying to catch every pass with one hand. Uh, he's trying to be the, neck, the tight end version of Odell Beckham. Uh, do you like? Do you guys like him in this matchup against? Uh, Lom. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Okay, uh, you like Baldwin, you said Baldwin hasn't been as great. Uh, he's, he's kind of been, he's kind of in six for eighty uh, a lot lately, uh, but we like him. Um, should we move on? Is, uh, is, is Wilson a, is a nice play in this matchup?
1: Yeah, Again, because the Packers just have, as Stag Pardy has said, that, you know they've they've been worse against the run as of late, but they've been victimized through the air before that. So this is just uh, this defense has a lot of holes on it, and it's being. Exposed as long as you. The, the biggest question that you're going to have. And this is why I think you're going to get Russell Wilson running is that Seattle doesn't have the best offensive line. And you know, uh, if the Packers, if they're able to get pressure, that's why I think they're just going to move Russell around in the pocket a lot, and, and then that'll kind of.
0: So you're saying away. the Packers' defense is Swiss cheese, a lot of holes, and not not like a, a, a cheddar cheese that's uh, solid. It's not a sharp cheddar. Okay. Um, let's go over to the it's uh, no mercs. Pat- Mur- oh Murks is line. oh yummy for cheese fries uh let's go to the Packers side obviously we told you earlier Aaron Rodgers number one quarterback uh, uh what's his, um Nelson had an enormous game last week he's doing a great job finally Cobb has a touchdown he's been duck butter uh what do you guys think who's the who's the we know Aaron Rodgers is starting him he's in there what do you, what are your think, thoughts on the wide receiver that might have the best matchup in this one out of the uh, well,
2: three guys. The wide receiver with the best matchup is probably Randall Cobb. Uh, they probably use Richard Sherman a lot on Jordy Nelson. Um, psh, Richard Sherman on Jordy Nelson, you know, we've seen in the past that that's been tough, tough sort of sledding for him. Uh, hopefully, he can break out. Aaron Rodgers has had some down games against Seattle whenever they seem to play. Hail Marys though. What was that that game? That
1: was that game. That was the, the, the women that bullshit? That no, game. that
0: was the. They won. They like won. the Monday night. It was it was.
1: Bulls. It was the hail. It was the uh, the call in the, the end. Hail
2: Mary. Fail yeah. Mary. Hail Mary. Hail, Mary. Hail, Mary. Oh, okay. hail Mary. I was, I was thinking, last that year. was through the last other side. That's right. Okay. Seattle scored the game. Didn't, didn't did
1: Janice catch a hail Mary against Seattle?
2: No. That was Arizona. That was Arizona. Okay. Try again. Hey,
1: man. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey, I know what happened.
2: (laughs) He's been bad. Like, his average fantasy performance against Seattle over the last four or five seasons has been 14 fantasy points a game. If you don't want to play Aaron Rodgers because you're worried about Seattle, just remember that their best player on defense is Earl Thomas. He is now on IR for the season. That improves him a little bit. I think Cobb has the best wide receiver matchup, uh, but also Adams should be involved getting that secondary corner against, you know, that's not Richard Sherman. So uh, I like Adams a little bit, but it's hard to sit Jordy Nelson right now with how good he's playing consistently involved in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind. Uh, James Starks I'm avoiding just because he's not very good. I think Ty Montgomery is actually a better runner than he is, which is insane to but say. But he's just not, not getting the ops. Not he did last week. He got nearly as many as James Starks. But, but it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, not, a, it's, it's not a
1: major workload.
0: No, no, definitely not. And Devontae Adams has been an awesome player on the year. In most cases, he was a pickup but playing him every week is basically you're like it's a tale of two devontes. And yeah, definitely. And it's it's a beautiful thing like 2 weeks ago when he does what he does, but then you see him this week and does what he does One what for he 17, 17 yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 problematic. So can Devonte in this matchup uh, have a good game or is, is he a Yeah, uh,
2: he gets the secondary corner. I like it. Cool. Uh
0: all right, let's move on uh before we go on to the you want to do a Val? I need it. Yeah. I gotta drink that. You yeah. gotta get a banquet, banquet beer I have oh, yeah. not had a
1: banquet beer yet, and I got a, a beautiful, nice little what do you call all these bottles? It's a banquet r- bottle? Banquet bottle! It's Let's it's banquet great. it up, man! Looks like a grenade.
0: Oh bird bell, bell. 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 Woo! The banquet is on! Who oh,
1: wants
0: an orange whip? Orange whip? Orange whip? Three orange whips! <laughs> John Candy, another lost too soon. I like the bag of beer. Houdini, tell us about your beers tonight. Stella Artois
1: and <laughs> Coors beer. We had a, um, a holiday party, people brought over some beer. I'm emptying out the fridge. So, thank you very much.
0: I like it. I came in, I was like, what the hell is this in here? Stella and, and Coors. I'm drinking a Founders Brewing. Uh, they got a new beer that I like. It's called the Azaka. And it's an Indian pale ale. It's, it's, it's pretty tasty. It's like almost like a, a, a reddish, citrusy, uh, I think they say mango. Good times. Me, when Mo was in town, I picked one up and we, we threw a few back. And, you know, he's a Founders guy, so it's, I, had to, I had to represent the Founders. So, as I'm drinking
1: this banquet beer, smell Ode of Dogmatica.
0: <laughs> Silver bullet. All right, let's go on to the uh, next game. But before we before we do so, have a listen to this sponsor. All right, Sunday Night Football, in, or yeah, Sunday Night Football in America on NBC. They um, they changed this game, right? Didn't they uh, option this one up? They flexed it up. Flexed, flexed it up. It up. Yeah, that's not the word I was going. Flex Cowboys at the Giants. Let's start with Dak, who. He's a beast. Uh, Is this the kind of game where he can be beastly?
2: Yeah, it should be. I mean, the Giants have been tough against opposing quarterbacks on the season, but we saw Big Ben have some success against him last week. Uh, You know, Dak didn't have a great matchup last week against Minnesota on the road. We saw that sort of bear out, but this should be a little bit of a rebound for him. Uh, I I like Dak this week. I I think he's going to be able to keep it going nothing I don't like. Well, isn't it, It's interesting too because they have not faced the Giants since week
1: one. Which was also Dak's worst fantasy performance of the season. Right. I, well, I mean, first game first yeah. game ever playing, so this is his chance to kind of make up for that. Again, this and is... And that was their only loss of the season. And and, is, and I believe that this week, if they win this week, can they seal up home field advantage with a win this week? I, I don't think so. I think they and need one a couple more other week. things to happen. Well, but it, it's close because they're 11-1. to I think the next best team is... Uh, is it, I have to look at the, at the schedule here, but um, they're in great position. But what's scary is for Ezekiel Elliott owners, right? Now we're going to find out. Here's, here's the chance. Houdini, you, you called me out when I wasn't here on the podcast. Rookie wall! Rookie wall! We're going to see if it happens. This is what I said. I was worried about him in the fantasy playoffs. Now, it, it may end up that I was correct about it, but maybe for a different reason, because they may end up sealing up home field advantage and everything, and then they're just going to end up holding him and saving him for the playoffs, and then Alfred Morris becomes the guy. But that won't be this week, so I love Ezekiel Elliott this week against the Giants.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're playing Dak, you're playing Zeke, and you're playing Dez, and then besides that... Jay- oh, so 8-3-1 and one is the next best team, so...
1: All it takes is, if Seattle were to lose to Green Bay, and they win, I think that they then have locked up with 12 wins, they would have locked up home field this week.
0: Didn't I read something that said uh, Darian uh, McFadden McFadden is going to start getting uh, brought into the mix? Is that bullshit? Did you guys read that? uh, Sounds like bullshit. He's healthy, and not that he's going like to really eat into Elliott's action, but does that maybe take away from... Um, uh, Alfred Morris? Yeah, Bentley owner. Well, uh, again,
1: Alfred is, is not a guy that will ever make catches out of the backfield, so maybe it's because if they're looking at the point when they're going to you know, phase out, rest Ezekiel, if they do lock everything up, then you want to have a dual threat with uh, Morris and McFadden. I can understand that, but... It, yeah, it would probably hurt Morris a little bit, but at the same time, I'll take anybody that's running behind that offensive line with at least 13 carries a game.
2: How they could also phase him in is a, in, as a kick returner, because he used to be mm. very electric doing that. And it could provide a different dimension to this sort of team that you know might be a little bit lacking so far this season, but the, it, it hasn't really mattered. But yeah, play Dak, play Zeke, play play Dez. Jason Witten always seems to do pretty well against the Giants. This is a primetime game. He also seems to show up pretty well there. Uh, Cole Beasley, yeah, that's probably a guy. If you're looking for five for 50, Cole Beasley's your guy. He does have some touchdown upside, though, that he's proven this season. Yeah, he, hasn't had a,
0: he hasn't had a great couple of last games, yeah. uh, in all honesty. Uh, all right, I think you're playing Daz, you're playing, playing Daz, you're, D- you're, D- you're playing uh Dak playing Aziki. Uh, Let's move to the other side of the ball. Eli. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, in, in a lot of ways, if he's your if he's your guy, is this a? I don't think this is a bad matchup for him. It, it's a. seem to think uh, Vegas seems to think there's gonna be a lot of points in that one. Do you like Eli in this one or?
2: Eli seems to show up at home. He seems to show up in prime time somehow. Even though he's not very good this season, he's been. You know, trash. Like, to to put it bluntly, he just threw a bunch of picks he shouldn't have thrown last week, and they were easy reads, and he just didn't look at the defender, and it's like, oh, right in his lap. So, if I'm an Eli owner, I'm probably not in the playoffs, and I probably had to make a move already. There's a lot of guys I'd play over, Eli Manning. I mean, he's probably 18th. He's the 18th guy. That sounds about
0: where it should be. Third, yeah, exactly. Third most in interceptions, like you said. Um, yeah. He, he, every time, every time I'm watching the Giants game, Eli's got that dumbfounded Eli look on the sidelines.
1: Well, he's also not getting any protection from the run game. They're not getting any real consistent play from whatever their combination they throw out there. So. That and you, Who else do you really have besides Odell Beckham that you can really count on to, to really break down defenders uh, and get open on these routes? Victor Cruz, yeah, maybe four years ago. Um, Sterling Shepard, maybe in a year. My, you know, and he's, a, he's a rookie wall. Right. So there. you just don't have it, and, and teams are loading up. So I just don't see And again, who's your difference maker at tight end there? You don't have one. So there's not enough difference makers besides Odell Beckham so I understand the frustration, and that, that to me alone. And again, where you have a division rival, you have the Cowboys who are playing for everything. I'll, I'll start an Odell Beckham. I'm I'm not starting an Eli Manning. I'm looking. I really want to find someone else if I can.
0: And we know Char it's kind of been frustrating, where it's like you kind of think he's going to get it done, and then he doesn't. When he when he don't think he's going to get it done, he gets in for a touchdown. Uh, Richard Jennings, over the last four years. Might be one of the more frustrating fantasy football players if he's in your starting lineup. odds are you want to give him a bitch slap,
2: yeah, I'd agree with that. Paul Perkins was highly involved, and he could be another one of those guys if he's available on your waiver wire that where a change just could be made, and suddenly you know things click, so that's a guy to pick up if you're looking for you know a end of bench stash, so consider that. Besides that, yeah. I mean, I'm on Odell, and I'm on Sterling, and then I'm avoiding the rest of the Giants. Cool. Well, my pyro promo is Val Verde! Hi. Want
3: to hand me the mic? Thanks a lot. Hi, this is Car uh, what
2: number are we?
3: 5, five.
2: Car 55. We're in a truck.
1: Good
0: times. All right. I got man. This, this—I've uh, never had the like the, the banquet beer. Yeah it's, nice. it's pretty tasty beer. It's similar to the uh, the champagne and the beers. It's got that kind of no, nice. it's, it's, it's kind of got, got that nice aftertaste. It's uh, it's different though. It's uh, I think it's a little bit sweeter. It's got, but that's why banquet beers is, it's got that sweet, ap- yeah. after you're done drinking it, it holds its flavor in your mouth well. Yep. Yep.
1: That's cool. What she, that's what she's doing. Now, is it going to give me the shits like uh, Miller Highlight does? Because I love the champagne of beers, but sometimes those next mornings are.
0: How about you give us an update next podcast? Just you know, let yeah. us know how that went for you. Oh
1: I'll tell you.
0: Good dance. All right. We're right, heading into our Stay last. Tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Now, now that our listenership is going to be way up. Everyone's way be, up. We've got our last game of the Week 14 action, and this is the Ravens at the Patriots. Let's bring it home. It's actually a nice little uh, shorter show. which is something we want. Stag Party's been up since 5. I've been up pretty early in a long day. I've uh, been working U- my butt off. working his butt off. And at the end of the day... We like bringing the goo, but we also like shutting it down and starting to edit and get the show up. I'm not. I got nothing to say about the Ravens. I just don't really know well, much about. And, it. And
1: here's, here's the thing with the Ravens. Okay, so Flacco has a huge game last week. Is, is is Flacco a guy that anyone's really starting? You know, no, not really. So look at the weapons that you have there. You you, you finally have you just have a lot of also Rans or or guys that are on waiver wire or you know uh brashad perriman showed you a nice play with the long touchdown catch but he's not going to be a guy that's going to give you any type of volume Stevie fists you know it's
0: just it's not there like like he got the record i think i think he's checked out
1: (laughs) yeah you know uh you have Dennis Pitta, who who finally had his first two touchdowns since it was what December eighth of uh, two thousand thirteen uh, that he had his, 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 his uh, previous touchdown catch. So, you know, is there anything that you can really look at and say in a game where you're playing in New England that I'm I feel this. that well? But Baltimore is seven and five. Okay, they're ahead of their division right now. They they're tied with Pittsburgh. This is this is huge. New England. This is a game where they can basically. I think they can lock up their division with this game, or they pretty much do because uh, Miami has got five losses already, so that this will give them eleven wins. Um, I just, I, I just don't know where the path is for the Ravens in this one. I'm not trusting Terrence West. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to play. Didn't we like Dixon last week? And then Wes got two touchdowns. Well. Wes got the touchdowns. Yeah, it's a, you know, I still think that, that Dixon has the higher upside of the two. But at the same time, as you're playing in playoffs,
0: yeah, you're, the, you're, the
1: veteran's going to get more touches just until he makes a mistake.
0: Well, it's funny, actually. Uh, the last thing I'll say on this is Flacco is a guy on a deep bench in, the, in my oldest league that I have. Uh, just haven't dumped him just to, as a surety uh, assurance blanket. Scored 48 points on my bench this week. <laughs> Stag party, what do you got over there? We know you're falling asleep. We're on our last game. Let's get this is it. it. Let's bring get it. it. Come on now. You're out of here within Are 10 we already, is,
2: there, is there anything you care to say about the Ravens? Steve Smith is a better start than you guys made him out to be. New okay. England gives it up to opposing wide receivers. Mike Wallace should also be a strong play in the wide receiver three flex range. I don't think it's going to be Perriman in a game like this on Monday nights but he has been getting more and more involved uh playing more snaps as of late and they want to see what they have you know going forward with him and you know that was the best play of his career that we saw so for dynasty owners I think he saw a little bit of upside Dennis Pitta against uh, New England that that's a little bit of tougher sledding They're usually very good against tight ends. If they decide that they want to take out the tight end position, they can. Yeah, Terrence West, Kenneth Dixon, splitting 50-50. Kenneth Dixon was more effective running the ball, catching the ball. He just didn't score the red zone touchdowns. The guy you want to score touchdowns is probably Terrence West. Um, So, Mr. West, Mr. West! He's their red zone back. He's going to be more involved near the goal line. Makes for, makes for tough sledding if you want to start Kenneth Dixon because you just don't know if those touchdowns are going to come with all the opportunities. And again,
1: I don't. I just don't like it uh, on the road in New England Monday night week of the playoffs. Trust a
0: rookie? Um, no, not for me. Screw it. Let's trust a
2: not good rookie, Ezekiel Elliott's money.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has. We'll see. He's got maybe long term options, but he hasn't been. He, he hasn't been great for how dra- how he got drafted in the NFL draft. I think, um, yeah, whatever. Let's move over to the uh, New England Patriots. Big news, obviously Gronk on the shelf. That has a big trickle-down effect on the entire New England Patriots offense. Brady, most wins uh, in history for an NFL quarterback. Got 201 now. I think he'll probably get 202 in this one. Even though, actually, they—I think that's this is the hardest team he matches up against. Let's start with Tom in this game. Is he? Uh, you know, you, you like saving up those points for a Monday night matchup. Is Tom going to have a big game against the Ravens?
2: He's, he's going to have to because the Ravens can shut down opposing yeah. run games. Blunt, so, so if you take away Legarrette Blunt and you take away their sort of power run game, that leaves them with. Lots and lots of passing opportunities Which means good things For Julian Edelman Who's going to get a lot of volume Who gets more volume with Gronk out but, And he's been on
0: fire the last five games I, I was growl. reading the stats on Julian Edelman He's averaged over 90 yards And had major targets and catches Edelman has had his best He's on his best streak of the season so far. Stegs has said without
1: Gronk He's getting 10 plus targets But the other guy that's a sneaky play Is Malcolm Mitchell you look at the rapport that, that, look, Brady has been looking for somebody else to throw the ball to for a long time. Yeah. Chris Hogan gets his, his little play in yeah. here and there, but Malcolm Mitchell has become a guy for Brady. A guy for Brady that he can trust, that he can use in, 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 in different ways across the formations. Uh, he's, he's also proven at different times that he can be viable in the red zone, so... Again, with no Gronk, this is where Mitchell becomes a, a deadly threat, and it's it's it, again you, you have one of these SEC skilled receivers coming out of Georgia, uh, you know, not super highly touted coming out, but this is this these are football factories. These are where where the skilled players come. This is where AJ Green was. This is where you know this is where these guys come from. So. I, I, I kind of like what I'm what I'm seeing there. You know, it's the same type of thing that you could probably have said for Chris Connolly, Unfortunately, he's playing with Alex Smith. Yeah. So there's
2: a difference when you're playing with Tom Brady.
3: Yeah. That's
2: yeah, and point. Malcolm Mitchell has it, just been heavily targeted, targeted in the red zone. You know, a couple weeks ago, he's getting all the things you want out of fantasy receiver. He gets you know passes from one of the best uh, you know quarterbacks in the league. Great. Great things for him. The problem is he probably sees Jimmy Smith because he's more of an outside receiver. Edelman probably has the best wide receiver matchup. But yeah, Chris Hogan—he's the guy they like in the red zone. They also seem to get him, you know, a deep shot a game. We'll see if Malcolm Mitchell can also add the deep threat element to his game. He had a couple games earlier in the season where that's all he did. So I like that. But Bennett. No, but hold on. But do, don't you agree though? Like Hogan does get some of those red zone targets, but. If you're
1: choosing between Mitchell and Hogan, there's no question you're, you're playing Mitchell. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, all right. You're, you're sure. playing Mitchell over Hogan. That's okay. no doubt. Yeah.
0: Uh Bennett's an
2: interesting
1: point.
0: Danny Amendola. Can I get it, Danny? Danny Amandola? Amen hey, for the conversation.
1: down for the
2: season. He is. Yes. What happened? Well, he's out until he, the, the playoffs, so not exactly for the season. I know what happened. I know what happened.
1: I ran mean, out of gas. I had a flat tire. I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My dust didn't come back to the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car.
3: There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust, it wasn't my fault. I swear to
0: God! Danny Amandola,
2: there you go. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) It was Locust that got him. (laughs) I mean, Baltimore's notoriously tough against opposing tight ends, so Bennett doesn't look like a great play, but. Gets targets and he's always a threat for touchdowns from Tom Brady. Deion Lewis should be the more involved running back in that game. Uh, you know, James White didn't get much work, you know, last week. We'll see if they continue to mix those two guys in, especially in a game where Blunt not, might not be as involved.
0: I think we're done, fellas. We're, we're ready to shut it down. We went through week 14. We kept it clean for you, Dropping the canals, giving the goo. Uh, good stuff. This is actually, the. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've been, uh, I guess we were together two weeks ago. No, uh, three
1: weeks ago. because Me and Staggs did the one. Uh, uh, that was
0: during the election, so that was a month ago. That so. was a month ago? God, I don't even know where. Time flies when, uh. you're, when you're living uh, living the dream. uh, Also, what was the music today? Yeah, the music is The Music. Oh, what? It's actually a British band called The Music, which is a weird name. And what was the opening song called? The opening song is called The People. The People. The People. And then the closer... They're not from the Ohio State, are they? No, they're from the... UK? UK. Uh, And then the closer is going to be Take the Long Road.
2: And this is a band. No, it's that not came just off. take
1: the long road and leave it. Take, take the, the long road. road
2: and walk and walk. Okay, and, and walk it. And I actually liked the opening sort of guitar riffs they had. Oh, uh, the there.
0: guitar is crazy. The guy, the voice. The guy's got a Getty Lee voice. These guys were hot as shit. In the early two thousands. They had two opening two albums, and then they just kind of hit a wall. But this was a big kind of up and comer band. Out of the UK back in 2002, and that's when this album came out. This is their first album. If you if you want to check out, you know, you guys know I like my Britpop, my British music. Bunch of youngsters. I think when they recorded this album, it was like literally they were like high freshman, maybe freshman year of college, like 19 years old. Sick guitar, sick vocals, sick drums. This is the music. Love you, Deanie. Good to see you, brother. You too.
1: And also, by the way, uh, the soundbite at the end of this is my favorite. This is a soundbite that just floored me when I first saw this movie. And, and again, it goes back to my juvenile side because I think I was eleven years old or ten or eleven years old when I first saw this movie. Um, and while in juvie, well, yeah.
0: yeah, I was just <laughs> saying, man, juvie. Man,
1: and all I will say is, if you don't listen to us. That clip will be where you're, where you're at. So. Is that
0: oh? Uh, no, no, man, no. Can we play it? I might even have to play it at the very end that I can, the, the I music be... from "Can You See the Light?" That whole thing is one of the sickest pieces of music ever. Uh, I'm. Let's do it.
3: Right.
0: Stag party. Sorry, you're up so early. Go go to bed, Stag. And sorry. Yeah, Stag did, Party's yeah. Mouse track doesn't work. Doesn't work very well. So now Stag party's got a mouse and he's he's a little disgruntled about it. At least you want to have the Dogmatica space station. You want? want, I love. We love you guys. You love us. Hopefully, you're getting down and dirty and getting ready to get your playoffs. Let's win that shit, Pyro! Out. Take the long road and walk it.
3: bishop wants to sell this building outright to the board of education what's going to happen to you i'll be sent to the missions
0: forget it five grand no problem we'll have it for you in the morning let's go elvin no no
3: i will not take your filthy stolen money
2: well then i guess you're really up
3: shit creek i beg your pardon what did you say
0: I offered to help you. Mm-hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm-hmm. Then I said,
2: I guess you're really up shit creek. Ow! Christ, Jake, take it easy, man.
3: Come on. Jesus Christ. Ow! Jesus Christ. Oh, Fucking hell. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Fuck oh, 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 you. Bitch. Fuck. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Get out. And now, this week's sermon is from our beloved Come on. Come on, please, and now, people on, please,
2: and now, people When I woke up
0: this morning, I heard a disturbing sound. I said when I woke up this morning, I
2: heard a disturbing sound.